The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. PW Hustle. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Tonight's episode of the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit zapollophotography.com for all your photography needs. decided 
to throw the quarters at me as hard as they physically could. And they said, pick it up, Jew boy, pick it up. I went home and I cried and I cried and I cried, but finally I stopped because I realized today's Friday. And that means tonight I get to meet my hero CM Punk at an autograph signing. CM Punk, my hero, the guy I looked up to. CM Punk, the best in the world. That day meant everything to me and when I went back home, I made a promise to myself that I was gonna be just like my hero CM Punk. I wasn't gonna be afraid to speak up for myself. I, this five foot nothing ADD riddled Jew boy was gonna become the best in the world. Fast forward, December 2013, I've gotten stronger, I've gotten faster, I've got football scholarship offers coming at me left and right. But I don't give a damn, because all I want to be is like my hero, CM Punk. I want to be a professional wrestler. I'm studying tape. I am watching matches until my eyes bleed. I'm practicing promos in the mirror. I am practicing promos in the mirror until my voice gets hoarse. All because I want to be just like CM Punk. January 2014, you leave me when I needed you most, when I believed in you. You left me, you left all of us. That's when I realized if the best in the world couldn't do it, why could some dumb five foot nothing ADD riddled Jew boy? So I went to college like a good boy. I packed my bags, I drove off, and I quit on my dreams. And I buried my happiness deep down. I buried my dreams deep down. Until one day, I'm in my dorm room, I'm scrolling on Instagram, and there's an account called The Wrestling Classic. And there is a photograph of CM Punk shaking hands with Brian Danielson. CM Punk, the same guy who I believed in, the same guy who left me when I needed him most. I was livid. I packed my bags, I got in my car, and I made a promise to myself that day. I made a promise that I was gonna become the best in the world in spite of CM Punk. I made a promise that whatever outcasted kid at school who was getting bullied, who was getting bullied, had me to watch on his TV screen and I made a promise that I wasn't not gonna leave him high and dry. Just like you did, punk! You gutless coward! At Revolution, March 6th, you can choke me with the chain, you can whip me with the chain, you can make me bleed buckets, but I will not quit because if I quit, then I'd be no better than you. And we all know that's not the case. 
because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and I'm better than you. And you know it. The aforementioned Mr. Punk wow. making his way to the ring after very emotional words. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard yeah. MJF speak from the heart like that. It's not. I've, I had five kids, a couple of them had ADD. It's, it's no joke, man, I get it. I, I, I can't believe what I just heard. And bullying is, is a serious, serious matter. I can't believe I'm saying I feel for him, man. Hunt is conflicted, but... Okay, we're done now! Are we done massaging your ego with that song? Are we done? Good, good, I've become, I've become. All right, enough, I job. What is, what is, what is, first off, I don't like you anyway. Why are you in here? What is this? What is this? You need to calm down a bit, Eddie. I can't calm okay. down. I don't okay. know that. Listen, I arranged for the security to be here because I want us to talk to each other like men, okay? I don't want us to fight each other like common street thugs, which I know you consider yourself to be. You if you me... try it tonight, they're going to take care of it. I'm just Are you calling you. me a street thug? Yes. You don't even know what that means, dog. You're lucky. Oh. This dude, this dude. Give me a second, because in all honesty, I have no idea why we're doing this. I'm not a sports entertainer, Chris. I'd rather just fight you. You know what, since you're not gonna fight me right here, hey, Tony Khan, hey, do me a favor, get me uh, Statlander and Willow Nightingale or something. Give me two women wrestling, please. Let's do something here. Let this is a wrestling company, not a sports entertainment company. My man, go down the block. Well, uh, like you said, we are just down the road from Stanford, so maybe I will give you a little sports entertainment. Except I guarantee that this sports entertainment will actually be entertaining. Because, because I'm going to tell you a story, Eddie. A story about Eddie Kingston. When I first heard that you were coming to AEW, Eddie, everybody in the locker room was so excited. Eddie Kingston's coming. Eddie Kingston's coming. And I was thinking to myself, who the hell is Eddie Kingston? 
I'm being honest. I mean, I, I keep an eye on what's going on in the indie scene. I had never heard of you before. As a matter of fact, I thought maybe they were talking about Eddie Edwards. And then, and then, and then I saw you and I realized why I'd never heard of you before. It's because you look like a jobber. But wait, but wait. But then I saw your match against what's his name, and I heard your promo, and I realized I might not have heard of you before, but this guy is good. This guy is very good. This guy's got something really special. He's got what it takes to go to the top. And I told you that just a few days later. I even told you it wouldn't be long before you became a huge baby face in AEW because the people are going to love you. And I was right. What's a baby face? No, I don't. And it was such a feel-good story, Eddie, after 20 years of busting your ass on the indies and getting over and overcoming your physical and mental issues, you finally, after all those years, signed a contract with AEW and you made it to the big time at the age of 38 years old. And everybody was so happy for you Eddie deserves it. We're excited for Eddie. Everybody that is but me. I didn't give two shits about your sob story, and I didn't give two shits about you. And I'll tell you the reason why. I realized that you're jealous of Chris Jericho. You didn't make it to the big time until you were 38 years old, but you know that I made it to the big time when I was 22 years old. Worldwide, man. By the time I was 38, I'd already made evented pay-per-views. I had toured the world headlining arenas. I had been a multiple-time world champion, and I'd made millions of dollars. You're jealous of me, Edward. All right. Oh, you're going to keep going. Right, hold on. The reason why you're jealous is deep down inside, you don't believe you can ever achieve what Chris Jericho has achieved. And deep down inside, you don't think you can ever be at my level. Am I right? Well, first off, Christopher, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? You talked about all this main event and all this stuff. You want a cookie? You want a cookie for that? Because guess who doesn't care? The only reason why you meditated all these places and done all this stuff was because, let's be honest, I wasn't there. See, I'm a different type of cat, dog. I'm not like you. I don't leech off people like you do. I'm not like the rest of the cornies that lie and talk to the promoters to get other people's legs cut out from under them. No, I tell the promoter to F off if he wants me to do that because I'm going to do things my way and I'm going to be me till I die. You understand? And I got to look at myself in the mirror. And now you're out here doing this and talking about that, you know what, Chris? I don't want to talk to you. Because all you're doing is sucking the blood out of me, and my blood's too tough for you, dog. My heart don't pump Kool-Aid, dog. You know what I mean? You may do it to the young guys back there and tell them, hey, kid, you got a bright future. But team up with me. I'd rather do things on my own. And you know what, Chris? You know what, man? 
I want to fight. How about it? Me and you at the pay-per-view. How about it, Chris? Come on. I'm going to answer that question, but first I want to ask you a question of my own, Eddie. Have you ever heard of achievephobia? Do you know what that means? No, I'm not. I got a GED. I don't. All right. It means the fear of success, and that is you to a T. You're terrified to make it to the top. You're terrified to make it to the mountain, the level, the mountain that I live on. Because if you did, you would fall instantly right off the other side, and you know it. Because you consider yourself, you consider your destiny to be one of a failure. You know why? I read all the stories about you online. I know your family's Careful. history. Careful. I know your family's history. You said it to the world. Your very first hero was your uncle, and he was a failure. You believed in your own father, and he was a failure. And deep down inside, you think you're a failure as well. I've seen guys like you come and go, Eddie, and I can tell you exactly what your problem is. You can't win the big one. You can't win the big one. And when you challenge me for revolution, let me tell you something, brother. In this company, I am the big one. Me, not Moxley, not Danielson, not Punk, not the heavyweight champion, Hangman Page. Chris Jericho is the big one in this company. The influencer, the demo dog, Le Champion. And if you want to challenge me at Revolution, man, you got it. Jericho, Kingston, May, May 6th in the pay-per-view. March 6th in the pay-per-view. You got it. But like I said, Eddie, okay, fine. But you can't win the big one and you won't. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. If you do manage to beat me, Chris Jericho, I swear to God, I will look you in the eye, I will shake your hand, and I will tell you that you have my utmost and ultimate respect. Because that'll mean that I helped you get over the one thing that's holding you back, and that's the fear of success. You dig? <laughs> Let me give you a warning, okay? We got the match, great. But don't give me the Chris Jericho that did the Mimosa match. Don't give me the Chris Jericho that got pushed off a cage by MJF. Give me the Chris Jericho that was the first world champion in this company. Give me the Chris Jericho that bled buckets in Tennessee. Let me get the Chris Jericho that got respect from one of my heroes, Tenru, and war and wrestled out there. Give me the Chris Jericho that turned WCW upside down. Give me the Chris Jericho that uh, your close friend Levesque hated. Give me that. Because if you don't, I'm going to eat you alive. I'm gonna give you that Chris Jericho and so much more, Eddie Kingston, and I'll say it again. I can see it in your eyes right now. You don't believe that you can beat me. 
you don't believe that you can win the big one, and your opinion of yourself deep down inside is the same opinion that I have of you. You are nothing more than a loser, and you always will be. You can't win the big one, ever. Hit my music. Wow, Jericho planting the seeds of self-doubt in the head of Eddie Kingston. Hell, I want to see it now, man. But what we're going to wait. Yeah. We're going to wait till March 6th. It ain't going to be pretty. Maybe bowling's too ugly, but it will be a physical son of a gun. And ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Littman. everyone and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. I'm your host Jimmy T. Once again, two weeks in a row I'm, I'm taking the host duties, but that's because our good old friend from Canada, Chris Ams, and that's Ams without an L and bullshit in the morning. And um, unfortunately, 
our fellow Canadian is uh, not feeling too well. So in support, I've got the Canadian flag draped around me. Not to support Canada, even though we do support you, Canada. But to support our boy, Mr. AMBS himself, Christopher Ams. Get well soon, buddy. I hope you can join us as soon as possible. But in saying that, my co-host for the evening is... Uh, he hasn't been on in a while, and I guess that's my fault. <laughs> I'm sure he'll tell you that. But um, he's a doctor. He's a lawyer. He's Dr. Jeff Lipman. Welcome back to the show, and welcome back to the skirmish. How you been, my friend? What's up, everyone? And it's totally Jimmy's fault. And he hasn't uploaded my shows in seven weeks, any of them. And you think I would hold the grudge, but I don't. Want to know why? Because when I promised myself to go back into this little venture with Jimmy, that I was going into it with Jimmy. And me being mad at him is really just me being mad at myself. But yes, Chris, hope that everything goes well. And here at the skirmish, we stand on guard for thee. And when the Mountie can't make it, uh, he called in the Marines. And when the Marines couldn't make it, they got this Coast Guard reservist or whatever the hell I am, uh, Salvation <laughs> Army <laughs> reservist, and uh, you know, it, and brought me in. But yes, the foreign object is back talk about AEW. I'm actually, when Jimmy said, do you want to do a show tonight? I said, hell yeah. And and the reason was, is because I was really confused by Dynamite. Um, a lot of people thought that parts of it were sensational. I have to tell you, the show hurt my soul. Um, wow. And maybe, maybe it's going to be like the reverse of a DC movie. Do you know about me in DC movies? I don't think I do, because to be honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan of DC or Marvel movies, to be honest with you, Jeff. Don't kill me, people. I'm just saying. This is mostly DC movies for me, and not all of them, but it, it probably applies to Eternals as well in the Marvel Universe. That when I see it and I'm watching it, it's like I don't mind it so much, but then when I start thinking about like things that I know didn't quite sit right with me during the theater I, and I think more about it, I realize that I hated it. Like, I hate Aquaman. I can't even think about Aquaman. Oh, I yeah. hated that movie so badly. Justice League, Batman versus Superman. The Eternals, I don't quite hate yet but i can't but i can't let myself because i love the whole sort of concept of it um i'm thinking i'm hoping this maybe is the reverse maybe my hate instead as we exercise my demons as we analyze it maybe i'll go back and say nah maybe it wasn't so bad after all so maybe i I, i'm wondering if i'm i don't know let's just go through the show and let's see what happens all right jeff interesting take because i think you're the only one that i've noticed that's actually said that about dynamite this past week because personally I thought it was a great show. I'm not going to lie. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't perfect. But nevertheless, I still thought it was a great show. But before we get into Dynamite, mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. some news. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Cesaro's contract has run out, right? It's expired. Yep. Now, we've got people on the net pretty much talking like he's gone. <clears throat> Kevin Castle. <clears throat> anyway. And uh, <laughs> and uh, personally, don't be surprised if WWE actually re-signed him, Jeff. Well, they offered him an extension. He declined it. I mean, you're right. It doesn't mean... I mean, negotiations aren't necessarily closed if they haven't, you know, if he hasn't signed with someone else. But usually, uh, I mean, I don't think they find a lot of value in in a 41-year-old guy that is mostly a tag team wrestler that doesn't have a whole lot of charisma. I mean, sorry. Yeah, he can put on a banger of a match in British Strong Style, but WWE doesn't care about that. I mean, they, they really don't. Uh, and whether you think that's right or wrong, it they just don't care about it. Uh, now, if you're a great character and you do it, so let's say 
Walter slash Gunther, you know, he's sort of a character. He's got he's got an air about him. He's the same style of wrestler, though, not nearly as uh, as mobile. Um, but he might do that same style just because of his character and he would get far more over. He's just got that sort of aura about him. Cesaro really has no aura, but I don't know. I mean, he was there for 10 years. He's made a lot of money. He's the wrestler most likely to actually have a Swiss bank account. So <laughs> let him go have a, let him go have his fun. But yeah, I, I mean, he'll be in the Hall of Fame one day. He'll come back. He didn't oh. say anything nasty. Let him do what he wants. Let him, let him have his fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop right there, Jeff. Are you telling me he's got a Hall of Fame career? And okay, I know in Ring of Honor when he was, you know, he's using his real name, Claudio Costagnoli. Is that how you pronounce it? Sure. Right. Well, whatever it is. Anyway, he... You really think he's got a Hall of Fame career? Ten years, pretty much on TV all the time. What was he, like a seven-time tag team champion? He was the U.S. champion. He was an intercontinental champion. He won the first Andre Battle Royal. Absolutely. I mean, wow. the, the, the Hall of Fame is the most subjective thing in the world, decided by essentially one person or a very, very small group of people. Of course, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. He's not going to be the headliner, but of course, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. He may go in twice, one as himself, once with the bar. No, no way. God. Yeah, and the not. bar. That's, that's, a, that's a bit of a reach. That's a stretch, bro. It is a stretch. Oh, well, I, I once oh, I once geez. figured out that Triple H can go into the Hall of Fame at least seven different times. And people are like, oh. no way. What are you talking about? I said, he can go in as Triple H. He can go in as... Um, uh, McMahon Hill's the era. The COO. He can go in as the head of NXT. He can go in as right the the Helm the Helmsley McMahon here. He can go in with the authority, the corporate authority, the ministry authority. <laughs> I mean, evolution. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 at least seven or eight different incarnations of Triple H that could easily go in, into the Hall of Fame. So, Fuck it, he can even go in as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Right, DX. DX. We didn't say DX. He's already in with DX, right? He, terrorizing. What a career he had as terrorizing in WCW. Well, don't get crazy now, but, but I mean, but that I mean, that's eight or nine. That, that that's probably not a stretch. Yes, yes, Cesaro's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh well, well, with Triple H, I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. At least nine, ten, fifty times, I would agree with Triple H going into the Hall of Fame. Right. As far as uh, Cesaro goes, if he does make the Hall of Fame, right, just say, mm-hmm. I personally think, fuck it. You might as well bring in every Tom, Dick, and Harry after that. I they mean, there has been a, a Tom, Dick, and Harry, right? I mean, literally. I'm sure. I mean, listen. What, what? Come on. I, I, he I, hasn't had a Hall of Fame career. I'm sorry, man. I just, I know what you're saying, and you're right. He's got uh, quite a few accolades, but freaking what? He's going to go in there for the big swing, too? He's one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time. But was he tag oh, team f- champion with, like, five different people? Like, what was it, TJ and yeah. and uh, and uh, uh, Shamey and I think with Nakamura. I mean, he's, he's done all sorts of swell things. Right, and you cannot um, forget he's yodeling, bro. I mean... The yodeling. I absolutely forgot old. about the yodeling. But you know, you know who's got to be groaning right now? <laughs> like Oni Lorkin is just like, or Biff Busick is going. Like, Oni Lorkin's like, I can't get any bookings anyway. And now full sized me is out there. And who wants mini me when they can get full size yeah. me? Sell tickets. That's true. Now you're right. You're right. The one guy thought what... that would never be released is Cesaro. Really? And 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 now they're now he's taking my spots again. Well, to be fair, man, if AEW sign him, I mean, maybe WWE's uh, way of killing AEW is by releasing all their all their top guys and allowing you know Tony Khan to sign absolutely everybody. 
and hopefully they go bust. You know, they're signing a lot of people, but if you actually take a list of all the WWE and NXT releases and then take a list of like all the other companies that have released wrestlers like Ring of Honor, their entire roster. But if you if you look, MLW's quietly released about 10 people over the last few years and not re-signed about a half dozen others. Impact, the same thing. Like every week, somebody's departing Impact. Yeah, they brought in a few others from Ring of Honor, you know, whatever. Um, but there's got to be, not all these people are, are, you know, can work. A lot of them were PC wrestlers. True. But there's got to be 250 to 300 wrestlers who have now entered the indie market full-time who are not available. So if you, took, if you take the numbers as to how many people AW assign, it might be 20. Is that an absurd number within the short period? Yes, it is. It, they're in, so, an already bloated roster with already tons of people who have forgotten. And apparently they they renewed, they they took exercise an option on Brian Cage to keep him from another uh, for another year. I don't see any hashtag free cage movements out there. I, I don't know why that is. That's weird. Poor Cage, he will not be able to control his magative. I mean, narrative <laughs> um, with the other guys. But um Oh, yeah, uh, it, it's probably 10, less than 10% of the free agent market, probably around 10% of the WWE and NXT uh, market that's out there that, that uh, AW is signed. But listen, I, I think the funniest thing will be whenever Shad actually kills his son and and we, and we you know, and it gets caught on film because stupid Brandon is, is, is filming it because he's the one guy they didn't fire. Oh, shit. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, man. Seriously, Shad would be like, how much money have you spent? <laughs> and Tony Blanc, How much Dad. money have you made? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, Brand, another Brandon, Brandon Thurston did estimates. Now, listen, these are estimates. Some of it's from hard numbers. Some of it's in just extrapolating. But he's a pretty bright guy, and he clearly is in uh, contacts in the, in the entertainment and TV industry. So he estimated that, that AEW was bringing in around $83 million from all U.S. sources. I, I I don't know that he was including overseas or or you know stuff like that. And I, I don't know how significant it, it is, it or is or isn't. But he all also estimated they were spending at least 110 million dollars. Yeah. And th- and then there's the video game, uh, which he only allocated 10 million dollars to, and that's because Tony Khan said we're eight. What do you say? We're seven. He said we're eight figures in the hole in the red because of the video game. Now eight figures can be 10 million it can also be 99 million 999 and 99 cents i mean right. so so anyway so if brandon thurston's estimates are to be you know at least a little bit believed they're you know they're they're running at negative what 27 million 28 million yeah, a year like that yeah but the thing is they're making nowhere near as much money as wb is making let's be honest well it's not even close i mean i mean WWE makes more profit from the two Saudi shows a year than AEW makes in, from all its sources. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this is it's not about AEW. WWE in its contract so far from Saudi Arabia has made more than Bushirod ha- has made in the last you know since uh, Okada has been champion. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Actually, I dare say, uh, Jeff, that um, WWE has made more money than all the semi-big wrestling promotions put together dude just from the saudi shows uh, wwe is the only wrestling promotion that has ever consistently made money over a long period of time that's going true. back to territory times yep. always you know, other than that dark period of the early 90s you know the golden generation you know with uh 
TJ Hopper and uh, the goon, Salvatore and Sincere. You know, since those days. They had dark times, but I mean, they've been around for 70 years. And out of that 70 years, probably 66 of them, they made money. And for the last, you know, and and they keep falling upwards. I agree with you 100%. And whether people agree with us or not, I hate to say it, people, but WWE is the be-all, end-all in professional wrestling. It it is what it is. It's money and licensing and then the fees they get and the value that's perceived. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if AEW can catch up. None of this is a comment on the in-ring product. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with the products. We're just talking about as a company, as as like the size of the company and profits and revenues and whatnot. WWE is a whole bigger fucking and a different ball game. It's like, look, let's be real, all right? WWE is the NBA and I'll say AEW is more like EuroLeague. I won't say G League because they're a bit above G League, say, right? So I'd say like EuroLeague. Europe, Europe is pretty good at basketball. The European League is actually pretty good at basketball, but they're not the NBA. I would say it's smaller. I, I would say Ooh. I would say the WWE is like the NFL and AEW is like arena football. Oh, shit. Dude, that's, that's much lower than what I just said. <laughs> yeah it is and that's on purpose because I, I mean because i think that euro league is a feeder for nba players oh, absolutely it's a great sell a, i think they sell a lot of jerseys yeah, i think do. it's probably a cool thing for kids to wear euro league jerseys You're right. like like i don't have a basketball team of choice so if i was going to buy a basketball team i would rather buy one from a european team than you know like the the knicks or what the washington wizards which is right, the closest right. team to me i mean you, you're right so yeah, I guess I would think at least it's interesting. Wow, that's that's pretty. Um... Or somebody would think that I, you know, went to Milan or whatever. <laughs> of course, yeah. I had it was I had a look at the fabrics. <laughs> hey, don't kill me, folks. This is Jeff Lippman saying that, not me. Just for the Did record. Did you try the Chianti's in Tuscany? <laughs> of course, I tried the Chianti's in Tuscany. Why would I go to Milan without uh, seeing uh, visiting the the proud Etruscans? Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff! <laughs> Seriously, well, let's get into dynamite. Anyways, speaking of uh, arena uh, league uh, football, thought you never ask. Right. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about let's talk arena football. All right. How about that? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, we start off AW Dynamite with a tag team battle royale and the winners facing. Uh, the Jungle Boys, whatever the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express, and uh, they're the winner of the battle will be one of the three teams in the triple threat for the AEW tag team titles with Jurassic Express. What I don't understand, and hopefully you can answer for me, is this casino battle royal for tag teams. Is it going to be different tag teams, or might some of the losing teams in this repeat in the, in the casino battle royal? I've got a bad feeling that uh, we're going to see teams that were in this past week's uh, Battle Royale. This has got to be the Young Bucks, right? 100%. Which or they, makes or me they think... have to cost Red Dragon the, the, the no, no. title. Either they, either they, they, beca- I, I took it like they're going to be part of the match. And also, I took it like they're going to use their EVP status to get into the match. That's fine. I mean, if that's the story, because they do have enough other tag teams. I, mean, I, I can't think of all of them offhand, but the acclaimed wasn't in this. I don't think private party right, was in right. this. Um, uh, the varsity blondes. I mean, I know Pillman is, uh, you know, on some sort of a leave. Right. He's leaving Orlando. He's going straight back to Cincinnati, or should I say, Cincinnati? I guess. I mean, but they they, <laughs> they can uh, but they can cobble together 
other teams. I mean, it, it it wouldn't be any it wouldn't be any problem for them to put stuff together. I mean, yeah, I, I mean the Lucha Brothers weren't in it. No, but Phoenix is still injured, I believe. Not so, but they, you know, but it could be Pac and Penta. True. Penta Obscura, we'll get to that. Oh, yes, it, yes, that's right. House of the Holy Black of the Golden Throne of the Knights of the Dark Table. Uh, they're, they're not in it, so they, they could be there. Um, uh, the, the Bear Country or whatever those guys Bear are Bear called. Bear Country. Right, you could always put Serpentico <laughs> and Luther Chaos Project, whatever they're called. I mean, I'm not sure if... Is, is Angelico and Jack Evans still around? Oh, you read my mind. I was going to say that, man. And uh, are they still around? I mean, shit. I haven't seen them in months. So, so they certainly have enough, you know, quote unquote teams. They could put, you know, uh, big shoddy Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson together from the. No. Lee Johnson, know, I like. But Brock Anderson, fun. get the fuck off my television, please. But they could put them together. They, they, you know, it sort of makes sense. You could have a team from the Bad Guy Factory, uh, Aaron Solo and Nick Camarada. You could put it in. You could put in two teams from the Wingmen. So, they, I mean, they have no shortage of bodies and teams. I mean, the 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 match will probably be almost as bad, if not worse, than this one. The only nice thing about the casino is that, I, I mean, I guess a bunch of teams come in at one time, not not all twenty or twenty four at the same time. So why, why don't you? I mean, I don't know if I've ever had this conversation with you, but I, I say it all the time on Hammerlock High over and on shows. I'm a sucker for Battle Royals. I love yeah, Battle Royals. Uh, me too. Okay. So do I. Royal Rumble is still my favorite pay-per-view uh, you know, ever. Okay. I, I, just want, I just want the audience who, who may not be acquainted with me or that well to, to know this. I even enjoyed the women's casino battle royal in the first double or nothing which was an absolute train wreck and i enjoyed it for being a train wreck i i, I mean i even thought i even liked the women's royal rumble this year which was there were parts that were terrible but that to me was the comedy spot that was funny I, I i've never seen a battle royal that i haven't enjoyed until wednesday this, this was terrible this yeah. was slow and clunky and i really i want to tell the fans and the audience even if you're not fans that like I, I'm in a haze. I, I really feel alone. I feel like I wa- I must have watched this show through an aquarium. Like I'm seeing it through like a rectangle of water and everybody else saw something different. Because this to me was so clunky and awkward. So I hate that spot. Doesn't everyone hate the spot when you toss the guy over the rope and he's just hanging there for a while and then the wrestler doesn't look back and if they do, they don't kick him? Well, oh, okay. No. If it's if it's the gun club and their rookies and they don't do it, okay. If it's Bobby Fish who's fifty nine <laughs> years old and 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 he does look and doesn't kick the guy in the back, he just sits there and looks. The blade just sitting there. I mean, this was. It's like it was just stupid. It's just poorly choreographed. But they had to have their dumb spots where Orange Cassidy put the one guy on his shoulders. They had to have the the dumb spot where Matt Hardy caught a guy from Private Party, even though he's abandoned them every week. I mean. All, all they were three for three in managers screwing their own team and having dissension with their own team. What was the point of managers? What's the point of Tully Blanchard having dissension with FTR? They're going to turn them face for what? And 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 Billy Guns having dissension with his own kids for being dumbasses. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't yell to the other one, "Look out behind you, turn around." He didn't. I mean, this the, the this was twenty two minutes that hurt my soul. I agree, actually, one hundred percent. And the way you described it is exactly the bullshit that was going on in that in that matchup. And you're right, man. Whether you whether you want to admit it or not, it was just 
a whole bunch of dumbasses in the, in the, in that ring. Let's be honest. Everyone looked like a freaking deer in the headlights most of the times. You know what I mean? I thought it was terrible. I thought it was choreographed terribly. I mean, I've said I thought it was terrible, and I don't. I mean, and I know that when people talk about the show was great, they weren't talking about the battle royal. I mean, oh, I think they were talking not. about from the point that the so Red Dragon ended up winning. There was at the, at some point there were there were six individual members of teams. It, of course, one of them had to be Tramparetta because for whatever reason, they're trying to make him a big deal, even though he's never won anything, never will win anything, never should win anything. Uh, they had Santana in there who they should win things, but they never do win things. And the story is we never win things, but they're still never winning things. Um, which other crumb bums were in there? They had uh, the, the bald one from FTR, the one the one who just said, I spoke to Renee about my depression. It was oh, great. Sure oh, was, oh, I popped at that. I won't lie. Shut <laughs> up, your whiners. Everyone has depression. <laughs> Whining about You're it. You're going to get heat for that. Would you I believe? No, really. Listen. I got complaints for calling AEW bipolar booking. Can you believe that uh, shit? You know, the the the, the term bipolar, the, the illness was named for the the dual polarities it's it's not it's not the term bipolar right please explain that to to people because they truly think i'm insulting people with bipolar no no we have we have the north pole and the south pole one is positive charge one is negative they are it's bipolar it is it's different (laughs) it's actually not called bipolar it's actually manic depressive or something right that's what it really is right anyway i don't care if i get heat for this because Listen to me. Listen, I have depression. I I and know what it's us. like. I have been suicidal. I'm not saying that it's embarrassing or a stigma to have it, but the people yell about it like it's a point of pride. You never see people on social media going, ah, my kidney failure is really acting up. <laughs> or my knee replacement. <laughs> Ow, I, I, my knee really hurts. Or, oh, ooh, my swollen glands. Oh my, oh, my lymphoma. No. I mean, sometimes people post about that they're doing well with chemo treatment or something like that. But like people with mental health they, they, the issues, they just feel like every day they have to cry about it. Right. And, true, and I'm not man. really. And the thing is, they're looking for validation, but you can never get enough validation. So it's only failure. So you're going to get people shit on you, which you're going to take a thousand times more important than you should because you don't you can you should ignore those people. Or you're going to get 17 likes, but you needed 1,700. If you got 1,700, you need 17,000. You know, or, or you're going to get some people say, go, we got you. We, we have you. But it's never going to be enough. It's it's not enough. That can't fill the social media can't fill the void. It can only disappoint you. So that's what I'm saying with the depression thing. It's not a badge of pride or courage. It shouldn't be something to be ashamed of either. It's just these, I can't go on Twitter without seeing 17 people crying every day publicly about this shit. And one of them shouldn't be a professional wrestler. You know, it's just, ah, Jesus. Well, the sirens are going loud in the background, Jeff, because uh, we're going to catch big time heat. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Big time heat. But that's all right, Jeff, because here at the PWC, we don't give a shit, man. We're going to speak the truth. And I'm I'm sorry, people. Right. I'm sorry, but he's right. I actually agree with him. Totally. You know what I mean? Uh, But anyway. That's for another right. show and another thing. But I'm glad you said that because <clears throat> people underst- got to understand when I say bipolar booking or Chris says it or Jeff says it or anyone says it, I'm not talking about in terms of depression, manic depressive people. And I'm not calling TK that. I'm talking the way the show is booked right. and the way it's just how crazy and Listen, just 
audience members, right? Tweet or post a suggestion for a better, more acceptable term that people will understand. If you can come up with one that we could that, that, that meets those criteria, I will try to use it. He will try to use it. Not looking to offend anyone. Just just give us another term that that everybody will understand exactly right. what we're trying to say. That best describes it because I can't think of another term right now that best describes that shit. Right, you want to say schizophrenic? Because that, that's <laughs> that's the same thing, and it's technically inaccurate. I mean, that's a different that's a different condition. So anyway, Kyle O'Reilly pretended that his shoulder wasn't working, and so he sort of tricked the young buck into throwing some schlamazel out. I don't remember who it is. And then, you know, as soon as the young buck did that, Kyle O'Reilly, he was playing possum. And, it was and Johnny Hungy, actually. Out. It was Johnny Hungy. Great. So, yeah, right. The, the dork order made it to the end because right. they're... Oh, there was important. The one thing important is there was... This is the first time I've seen Colt Cabana since CM Punk was there. Oh, yes. Uh, on, on TV. Um, with his hair long, I guess he has his COVID haircut, you know, because now he's not getting haircuts. Um, <laughs> Something tells so, me he'll be gone soon, actually, Jeff. Uh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> me thinks, me, me, me thinks that might be a non-renewal. <laughs> me um, thinks too. <laughs> he, he might be designated for assignment. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be scouting uh, Tijuana. Oh, no, definitely. 100%. Boom, boom. Colcabana. Uh, so the Bucks are upset with Red Dragon because apparently they had a deal because in a battle royal when there's only two guys left, they can work together. How? They can't. Yeah, so no, it's so dumb. Uh, that, that was cringing me too, actually, dude. And and then then some woman came into the ring. Oh, wait, it was Adam Cole. And <laughs> and hey, tries, to get, tries to get in the middle of it. And then Hangman Page's music comes on to, I don't know, golf claps? Oh, come on. I think you got a bit of a pop. Not golf yeah. claps. Come on now. It was golf claps. Oh, um, I disagree. But anyway, continue okay. on. He comes in with another stupid fake cowboy shirt with stars on it like he's five. <laughs> he comes out and he, he's you know, I guess he's cowboy, dude. He has to have stars. Come on. Whatever. He start, <laughs> And so, he, you know, he starts beating up Red Dragon. Um and you know, and then Adam Cole, and he's getting over on those guys. The Bucks are sort of standing on the side, and then they, you know, sort of say to Adam Page, "Hey, we're not." You know, they raise their hands, "Hey, we're not involved in this. Just you want them, have at them." And the Bucks sort of loiter around. You're not sure if they're gonna, you know, come into the ring or not, but but they don't, and they they all walk out separate. Uh, Page is about to do a you know, his a big time lariat, shot lariat, right? on on cole and uh red dragon you know grab each grab one angle you know pull adam cole out just in the nick of time so then adam page does something that's gif worthy and i hope somebody made this gif he gets he puts a chair in the middle of the ring and he sits down and he drops the belt which is exactly mm. as the title run title run as a giant literally bumble. dropped it like and i mean by accident he didn't mean right. to drop it but it dropped <laughs> that's right it slipped out of sand oh, butterfingers uh. <laughs> You're spot on. But although I'll say one thing, I have say been saying, no, well, I've been saying for a long time that I want to see some grunt in Hangman Page. Some, you know, where he's talking from the heart or look like he actually means what he's saying. For example, I want him to be an outlaw once again and not a cowboy. You know, you know what, what I would like to hear you say? What's that? That the, the, you happen to know somebody who was saying, before Hangman Page got the title, weeks before, right? We've all been it saying it, Jeff. 
We've all been saying that? that. You have, I have, Chris has. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm the only one who oh. was saying that, that beforehand that he would be a disaster as a champion. So did we, <laughs> Jeff. If you listen to the blow-off, uncaged, all the skirmish. I have noticed that you sometimes say one thing on the skirmish and say the exact opposite on the blow Yeah, because I, my, my mindset might have changed by that point, and I hate that. I really That's why I hate doing it shows that i'm doing where i'm talking about the same thing practically you know what i mean because my thoughts might have changed by that point i see bipolar bipolar <laughs> yeah right. that's bipolar. well yeah, yeah true because someone might convince me otherwise where i'm like okay i see where you're coming from and then i might lean that way okay all right well i'm gonna say that i was the first i think kevin castle also said it but yeah, I think, I mean, he, he's the only one that I will publicly give credit that said, I just don't see it. In well, that we guy. said it. We said it. And I can prove it, actually. I'll I'll, okay. I'll, I'll send you a snippet. 100% How we've you, been I'm saying I'm sure that you in particular say, no, this guy's a big, he's going to be a big what? star. I see a lot yeah, of Yeah, I did him. say that. Wait, wait. I have said that. And I did think that at that time. Uh-huh. But, by the, but I said that long before he was even going for his last title shot. Even because he's had title opportunities before that, right? Mm-hmm. So I did see the future in him, but once he got to that spot, yeah, it's been a failure. And even leading up to it, I felt Kenny shouldn't have dropped the belt at that point. But mm. obviously the injuries and all that, he pretty much had to. All right. So anyway, so he dropped the belt and he says something, something, Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog. I, I don't even know what hey, he said. Kermit the Frog from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably said, I grew up on a farm. That, that makes me a cowboy. No, that means you milk cows you, and, and shoveled shit. <laughs> Cowboys work on ranches. They don't oh, work yeah, on farms. It's not farms, right? Exactly. Spot on. Actually, that's a cowboy. Point. I worked on a farm. So there he goes, proving he doesn't. There, oh, there, there were no ranches in Virginia. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even think cowboys come from Virginia. They don't. Exactly. Even I know that. Come on. I mean, shit. He's not from Texas or the South. Dairy cows don't require herding. <laughs> They're dairy cows. They're docile. Oh, God, man. We just buried this poor guy. But look, what I wanted to really say, the positive thing, in my opinion, about Hangman Page and this promo is he had some fire for once, dude. He did. You know what I mean? And for once, you know, look, let's be honest, Jeff, we really haven't seen that in him yeah. up until now. And I felt like he was there was a lot of urgency in his promo, too which I feel like was a good thing because there needs to be urgency. Otherwise, he's running, he's just quickly getting flushed down the toilet, which if it hasn't already. But in saying that, I do truly think he's going to retain against Adam Cole. There's no way, because Adam Cole is just as cold. Well, he has to. He has to retain against Adam Cole. I mean, you guys say it all the time. Adam Cole is mostly just... Uh, you know, a pop. He's just he's just an entrance with his. You know, he's got the three phases of his entrance. He's right. he's the chance. But yeah, I mean, first of all, he's, he, I mean, I I know that AEW pretends not to care, but he's too small. There's there's it, it's no accident the people that they're signing these days and featuring. I mean, you know, if if you look at the entrance to Dynamite, it's Miro who's never on the show. It's Hobbs who until recently was never on the show. It's Keith Lee who just got there. I mean, they're, they're, they have Mark Henry, who hasn't wrestled in years. You know, the, the big show, I think, is on there. They're showing you all the big guys. There's a reason for that. But, yeah, so no, the I mean. But, play, Jeff. But they're also. Where have you heard that before? <laughs> I, I have never heard that before. That You should trademark it. Um, <laughs> there's. 
they're, they're also doing, you know, Bullet Club is fine, you know, for the 15th Ugh. time in 15 years. Um, and where was Jay White tonight? I, I guess that, you know, that pissed me off. I'll, I agree. He seems to be preferred on Impact at, at this point, Jeff. Didn't they tape all of Impact like months ago? Oh, wasn't they like, probably did, right. Well, he was on their pay-per-view. Right, yeah, but he was, wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't that the last, like, the end of his arc? I don't fucking know anymore, Jeff. I really don't know. I can't keep up with this shit. Uh, and I'm disappointed that friggin' Switchblade was not on this week. He still hasn't even had a mic time yet, which is friggin' annoying because if he has some mic time, people will see who he truly is as a character and persona, which I think is great. But <laughs> AW, dude, I mean, TK won Booker of the Year two years in a row. Well, look at the competition. I mean, uh, I've been watching a lot of other wrestling shows and uh, I mean, I don't watch New Japan. So uh, and I really never have. But I mean, Ring of Honor booked itself out of business, basically. (laughs) MLW, I question why I still watch it. NWA, I question why I still watch it. I mean, so TK is the booker of the year for, you know, consistency over the year. Just just because he's put together dream matches and exhibition matches. I mean, I think for events, WWE still wins, but I mean, pay-per-views, get- WWE pay-per-views are more consistent, I think. I mean, in certain ways, yes. I mean, if you're talking about like a, a big time event, like WWE is in the event planning business now. Right, They're not right. in, you know, that. It, so anyway, but yeah, I, I saw some fire, but the, the, this is irritating. And the one match they gave him, they had to have him have trouble for 14 minutes with Trent Beretta. No, he's. He should have killed some guy in four minutes. And if you don't want, if you don't want it to be Trent Beretta, have it be Chucky T. Who cares? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or no, have right. it be Captain Sean Dean. I mean, just, you know, have him kill someone. Adam Cole shouldn't be having 15 minute matches with, with Van Preston Vance either. He should, if he should be killing people in four and a half minutes. And, and what's the point of him doing that promo on rampage a couple of weeks back? Saying you know you know you you need to respect me and blah blah blah, just so we get him being the little girl of this little argument between two teams that want to fuck Adam Cole. Oh, and the worst part, this baby remember it, is that Adam Page had to be sort of rescued and helped by John Silver in this <laughs> oh, little. Oh yes, practice. that's right. You're right. I forgot. So, we're still with the goddamn Dark Order. That's still part of it. So people saying, well, Adam Cole has to go through the Dark Order to get to Adam Page. First of all, that shouldn't be the story. Adam Adam Page should not be with the Dark Order. It, it, it minimizes him. But if that's the case, he should have beaten the shit out of Preston Vance and then tried to hurt him afterwards. And then his guy should have torn through the, the rest of the Dark Order. I mean, this, this is it. It's just, it's all backwards. See, do you see what I'm saying? Like all, of, like even things that could be good, they just seem, they just seem dumb. You're it's right. like they're executed stupidly. It doesn't make sense. I mean, even even the played out do bullet club like each other do the former ring of honor people like each other or not who's on who's i mean fine do it over who cares it's fun it's you know it's always fun. but do it well this was just it's just bad and clunky i was always a fan of bullet club right but i'm sorry they've run it to the fucking ground just as bad as nwo's storyline did towards the end of of that run this is just dumb stupid it's killing the the markability of of bullet club Hangman Page, like I said, some some is his fault, but a lot of it has to do also with the way he's perceived. This is stupid. Dark Order, I hope he turns on them. Like I said, we need something from him. I, the only positive that I can get from this segment 
was him, you know, doing his promo with a lot more gusto and fire. That's it. I'll give you that. I, uh, I, I agree on that, but then the rest of it was, was garbage. Yeah, it was yeah. just dopey so, garbage. Like just so there was an shit. island of good in a sea of dopiness mm-hmm. to this point. Absolutely. And, and and at this point, I'll say that was this segment, unfortunately, wasn't actually his fault. This has to do exactly with, with the way this shit was booked. Yeah. I mean, his his three matches have been great matches. Now, we talked about the first Brian Danielson match. That should have been a match he had six months into mm. his reign, not his first defense. That, Absolutely. That, that the yep. match in a vacuum was terrific, but, it, it, but it's not in a vacuum. It's an episodic television. Anyway, so that was that was 25% of the show. So 25% of the show had like 2% that was good. I agree 100%, man. You, that was okay. well put, actually. Uh, it was perfect. But All right, so what was next? Well, <laughs> Probably the greatest promo that MJF has ever created, dude. We get MJF coming out to cut a promo. He says the reason he got out of bed every day when he was younger was pro wrestling and that he loves it. He tells a story about him joining school football team at um, 11 year in 2007. He says he saw his teammates one day, but instead of befriending Max, they threw quarters at him and proceeded to bully him. He remembers that day was Friday and that meant he got to see his hero CM Punk. At an autograph signing he flashes forward to december 2013 he goes on to tell us about how despite receiving multiple football scholarships he chose to ignore them to become a pro wrestler like his hero cm punk he then jumps to january 2014 and said that cm punk left him and the rest of the wrestling fans when he believed in punk most causing him to give up being a wrestler until he sees an old photo of punk shaking hands with brian danielson because of this MJF promised to become the best in the world in spite of CM Punk. He calls CM Punk a gutless coward and that Punk could destroy him at Revolution. But MJF would not quit because quitting would make him no better than Punk. However, that's not the case because in his words, he's Maxwell Jacob Freeman and he's better than you and you know it. I hated this promo. I know, I know exactly why you're going to say that. And and I was thinking that way, although I did love the promo, but really it made no sense for him to, to do this. Like, really, when yeah. you think about I mean, it. You left out the part that CM Punk came in looking concerned and saying, Right. That, oh, that was stupid. Real? That was and dumb. It's real. So, I mean, I know what they're trying to. I mean, let's face it. Last week they started with a CM Punk MJF segment and the promos were flat. And the ratings were, were flat. Were. What so promo? MJF they, didn't even say anything last week. So they they were trying to overcompensate. They wanted to make sure they had things that people would remember. And, and for sure they did. Right. So I get it. This this is this is it's one of two things is the intention, and either and they can both work uh, simultaneously. One is he's garnering sympathy to sucker punk in. And, and get his guard down and then he's going to turn, you know, then he's going to, you know, turn the heat up, yeah. uh, which is, you know, that's a heel tactic. The other is this is his villain origin story because this is why he's the hero in his mind, why he's not the villain. Uh, I get that too. Okay. So, so there's a couple of things about it that factually didn't resonate with me particularly. And one is I don't expect everyone to be from Long Island, New York. Right. I am. I don't expect everyone even from Long Island, New York to be familiar with Plainview. I am. My first girlfriend is from Plainview. Well, I don't know where she's from now, but um, 
She went to Plain, Plainview JFK High School, which I'm pretty sure is the one that MJF went to. Because the other choice would have been Syosset High School. <laughs> These are both heavily Jewish suburbs. Right. So this didn't happen. So it's not true. Now, so everyone's saying how authentic and how real it was, thinking that it really was. It's not. It didn't. It didn't happen. Um, so that part of it bothered me, but I understand why it wouldn't bother anyone else. Now, the other thing, he, he basically, he, he used the phrase Jew boy a bunch of times and the whole cheap yeah, Jew. One too many times, actually, I think. At least, but, but with the whole story and with the certainty that he's staying heel, there's not going to be a double turn because MJF as a heel is too valuable to, to be a face maybe ever, or maybe, you know, until he's 35, um, he's going to turn on him. And so he's a lying, scheming, conniving heel, which happens to also fit into the cheap, lying, conniving, scheming Jew stereotype. <laughs> so he has just greenlit the oldest racism in the world, in the, in the history of recorded history. He has just licensed people who want to chant booze to him to chant Jew boy. Now, I don't know that AEW fans will or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. And if they do, it's his fault. He's he's licensed them to do it. And no black individual, no Latin individual, no anyone would, would use the N-word or the S-word or anything else. And nobody would ever chant it. But you know what they would chant? Probably Jew boy. Want to know why? Because ain't nobody gives a damn about anti-Semitism. It is the only ism that's accepted. It's the only ism that's accepted by the left and embraced by the left. There's even Jews that are anti-Semitic. Yeah, you know what? You hit the nail on the head about saying Jews are also anti-Semitic because all the Jewish people that I've actually met, right, like in Australia, that is, right, when I, you know, people will ask, oh, what nationality are you? What's your background or whatever, right? What's your heritage? If I was, if I meet a Jewish person, usually they won't say it right away. They will kind of, um, like, not allude to it. And then you'd be like, oh, come on, man. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not judging you by, by what race or religion you are. Well, for one, they might not identify, identify that as their nationality. I mean, I'm American. Right. People say, well, what That's, are you? Right. Not your race, German, but your nationality. I'm Hungarian. Right, no, you're I'm right. And, you know, right. Armenian. I'm this, Spot that, on. And People get it confused between race and nationality, right? That's the problem. People think nationality and race is one of the same when actually it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, like you said, your nationality is American, my nationality is Australian, but I'm of Greek race, though. Like, as know. someone who is partially Jewish, you have to be aware of who you are around. Yes, yeah, that's sad, dude. There's a lot of, right. you know, I'm not trying to compare it to, you know, there are certain things that you can't hide. If you are African American or, well, do we have an international audience? If you're black or brown or, you know, you know, anything other than white, you can't, well, you can't hide being white either, but, you know, <laughs> right. you, you can't hide those things. So, you know, plenty of European Jewish people can, you know, just, just, you know, fit, look, as white as anyone else, but you do have to be careful. So it's it's not it's not the same thing, but you have to think about it because depending on where you are or who you're next to, you, you don't know how it's going to be received. So why even go there? Why 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 invite that potential trouble into your life when you can be in disguise and 
not have a potentially negative right you don't even have to bring that up like really i'm talking about mjf like why did he have to even say anything even during half halfway through his promo you kind of uh get disengaged by him saying oh there's some jews in the house you know what i mean then you hear some cheerings and you think why did you have to go there like when you're just spilling your guts and then you just break that fucking thing by saying that like i just felt like that was a bit dumb but yeah. you you're right it, it it probably will freaking bring the chance jew boy i hate to say it dude it and it's his fault as far as who he is and what is he is he a baby face suddenly is he turning face no he's not right right i think we're we're leaning to oh, i give a face promo that was a face promo that was uh, absolutely absolutely was a fa- as a matter of fact the fans are still booing him up until the end where he managed to pretty much turn the fans over without clapping him you know what i'm saying so everyone's going brilliant oh he can do anything okay this is not this is not shakespeare you're not you're not supposed to be sympathetic with for thanos he's a heel it's wrestling like people are like making this is a work of art no no it's not it was a, a goofy backwards ass promo and the only thing it can do is is go to promote a stereotype he, he could have done the same thing in a hundred different ways that he was the short little kid uh and, and listen I, I made a fairly big deal that people who have adhd don't say add i mean because they know it's adhd you know and i know that changed probably 15 years ago and you know but he's he's young enough that he should say adhd if i know the difference he should too so i'm not really sure he had that either but i i'm, I'm not even i'm not even gonna harp on any of that i just think there's things he, he could have he could have left at the adhd you know underachieving grades uh, undersized kid you know, he could, he could, he could, that, that's a sympathetic enough story. Right. He didn't have to say Jew boy, basically. Right. You're he, right. He didn't need that in there. He added that. He wanted to add that. And Tony Khan, because, you know, he doesn't care about anything, you know, you know, anything MJF, MJF does is okay. And, and he was validated. He, he got the green stamp by the Jewish wrestling media. He got, he got, he got the stamp of approval afterwards from Meltzer, from Dave Bixenspan, who couldn't have been praising it more to the moon, who's actually telling me, he, he said to, to or, or an alter ego of mine, um, he, he Evil actually <clears throat> said, what did he say? He, oh, he said, he said, he got the crowd to confront their own participation in the subjugation of the Jewish people. Excuse uh, me? Is, is, is that what you think he got? That MJF invited a moment of introspection to the wrestling crowd? I think not, my friend. That, that I mean, that that's trying too hard. Whoa. I mean, you know, and and there's others. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that uh, you know Ryan Satin's Jewish too, and a, and a few of these other. I mean, I'm Satin, not sure about is, Satin, but Bixen Span is. Well, his girlfriend's Erica Steiner, right? I mean, well, she's Jewish, definitely. <laughs> I'm not, as far I as Satin Satin's goes, Jewish. yeah, I'm not sure, but you're probably right because he looks kind of Jewish when you think about it. Not that it matters anyway. Let's. We're not yeah. saying, right, you know what I mean? Solomon monster, I think, loved it. I mean, Solomon, what the hell do you think that is? That is definitely Jewish. <laughs> Shout out no, to no, Solomon. No. It doesn't matter that you're Jewish, my friend, just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I can't believe that, that there were Jewish people who were saying it was great. Like, just don't comment on it. You don't, you don't have you don't have to say everything's great. You can just simply, you don't have to comment every, I mean, all these people are tripping over themselves to live tweet like repeat things that we just watched. I, I I don't I don't understand why that's interesting. Look, you, I agree with you. You're spot on, dude. Tonight you're on fire, Jeff. I'm, I'm going to give you that. You're making me realize a lot of things. Take that away, though, 
and take away that it was backwards anyway, because mm-hmm. he's talking like a pure baby face, right? Mm-hmm. Just take all that bullshit away. It was a great promo. <laughs> <laughs> like it was. It was a great promo, but it was You're crap in terms yeah. of what this feud and storyline is, if you know what I mean. It wasn't he he shouldn't have done a promo like this. All that bullshit aside, it was still a good promo though. What was it? I, I think what you are confusing or what you are tr- what you mean, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm, I'm trying to interpret for you, and I'm all I don't, I'm also going to give you something. It was compelling television, right. but I don't Actually, think it was well a great put. promo. I mean, it was some like I couldn't take my eyes off it, but I felt awkward and uncomfortable that. And I'm not that sensitive. Like I'm only right. part Jewish, and I'm not a religious person at all. Um, so it didn't, I mean, it wasn't like that. I just thought it was, I just thought the whole thing was a bad idea and didn't make sense. And then I, and then like, I'm seeing like a few people saying the same thing as me, but it's like eight to one against. It's like, this was the greatest thing ever. Maybe the greatest promo in wrestling history. It's like, it didn't even make sense in, in terms of the story, their roles. I mean, it, it's, it's weird, man. The whole, the whole thing was weird. But anyway, I think that's what that you meant that it was compelling. That it right, was that's pretty much what I mean. Television. Uh, but that's not always good uh, i mean you know i've been watching a lot of bombing of of, of ukraine today and I, I don't think that's necessarily good but i'm watching it jeez oh, <laughs> i'm not laughing at that but uh i am you, are, you, you hate ukraine no i don't hate everyone ukraine. you heard it here first D- jimmy hates ukraine no i'm all for ukraine and uh the, the ruskies Ah, look, I know. Ukraine is not strong. Ukraine is Ukraine is not weak. Ukraine is strong. Remember that sign? <laughs> I break <Okay>. Ukraine. <laughs> the risk anyway. game on the train. Yeah. <laughs> look, man. Uh, I feel bad for Ukraine because really they're caught up in a lo- in a lot of bullshit. I don't know what this means for 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 the world. I don't. I'm hoping uh, the good old US of A actually step in because I'll tell you why. Now, now people want the U.S. to deploy troops. Okay, that's all right. Once you deploy troops, we're deploying troops too because that's what we do for whatever reason. But um, in saying yeah, but that, the, 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 we deploy eighty thousand. Everyone else deploys. That's like true 20. too. That's true too. Although I'm glad to report that you know who the front line is usually with you guys. It's the Australians. Ukraine. No, well, yeah. I'm I'm talking about Australian SAS troops. But you know who really is? I mean, you know, Australia. Brits, yep. Canadians, and Australians. That's it. <laughs> that's that's oh. true. But you know, you know who has also been there lately with us, Who's meaning that? the U.S., Ukraine, and lately. Poland. Yeah, that's true too. But uh, the Americans have been, been training the the Polish troops and the Ukrainian yeah. troops. Yeah, but since they've been free, they've been with us. And Ukraine's not a NATO, and they were some of the they were some of the last people to pull their troops out of both Iraq and Afghanistan. That's true. And the fact that we don't have their back even a little bit in this has offended me for weeks and weeks and weeks. And everyone said, "Oh no, you're going to cause World War III. Putin's not going to do with him." Like he's absolutely going to do. He's been telling you for whatever. Yeah, that's true. We would deploy thirty thousand troops to Ukraine and and have a have a fleet in the Black Sea. That will stop this. That will stop it. That won't cause World War Three. That will stop it. It will not cause World War Three. And I'm telling you, the United States will step in. Okay, <laughs> they're they're already there. Believe me, in, in terms of like undercover agents, CIA agents. Don't worry, they they're there already. Left. All, right. all the special ops left. Oh what? No, I don't believe that. I don't totally believe. Well, I that. mean, there. You know, if, if you believe that there's black ops or or CIA or whatever, you know that I can't. But I mean, they all the 
special ops that i mean they, like they made green big, berets and st- like stuff like, yeah, like that. The, the trainers the right. you know the, the people who are embedded they they brought they brought them all out you know they're probably in poland right now well but, i'm telling anyway. you there's no way like they'll let it slide for now to see how much more serious it gets and right now it's dead serious like it is they've reached kiev you know just before we started recording i was reading about it what's going on the latest stuff man they've gotten all the way to kiev in under what 24 hours yeah well yeah let's say this i mean for anyone who saw justice league either version of it um but Chernobyl was in better hands with Steppenwolf than they are with the with the Russian military. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. were better off with a, with a maniacal alien semi god. Yeah, well, that's true, man. But look, I don't know how we got onto war <laughs> from in, an MJF promo. But our point was, and my point in particular, it was compelling television, like you said, but it, it didn't fit the narrative. It shouldn't have been done. That's the problem. So what's next? What was next on the show? Oh, even better, actually, Jeff, because you know what was next? Penta El Zero Scuro. Okay. First <laughs> of all, I mean, the, the entrances here were WWE slow. <laughs> Penta is still a face, comes out to Penta Obscura. So we knew he was coming out with this, you know, his alter ego, but I don't think that anyone really can tell the difference in him based on his mask or outfit and penta obscure no we remember pentagon we remember pentagon jr we remember pentagon dark i don't remember a pentagon obscura and then <laughs> he's got a and then he's got a throne and a oh, shovel who is he cody all of a sudden oh, and then no. then his little helper is is Apprentice? like right all of a sudden he's father danhausen bearer and he's chanting <laughs> And he's in like in a, in a Roman Catholic cardinal. What yeah. the fuck is this? And they please fire that guy. He does nothing. He serves no function. He's cheesy as fuck. He's such a dork, dude. And he has a shovel too. What the hell does he need to shovel? <laughs> this was so goofy and and dumb. Yeah. And you know, and, and then so they're 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 facing the house of the black and gold of fifty shades in <laughs> in you know black skies ahead and. <laughs> You know, and the Knights of the Christ- Christopher Crosses and the Holy <laughs> Sepulchers. I, I don't even know the name of this group anymore. This group of two yeah, for now. Yeah. Um, Kings but they're like, of the night. Throw. They're, going, they're going crazy with the, the lights on and off and all of this stuff. <laughs> it's Pen- Penta. Penta. Was it Penta Obscura or Pentagon Obscura? No, it was Penta El Zeros. Obscure. <laughs> I think it was just Penta Obscura on the, on the carved into the throne. Um, uh, whatever the case, he can't use the name Pentagon anymore in in AEW. Oh, did he wrestle any different? This this evil thing that was unlocked in the face. Did he wrestle any different? I dare say, Jeff, they totally fucking destroyed Penta El Zero Scuro, or should I say Obscuro? Can I ask you a question? What's that? If you are in a faction called death triangle yes what part of the darkness did you leave behind (laughs) i say he left the darkness in that squared circle jeff after this match yeah this i mean i came into aw being so excited about pentagon me too and and they treat him like they're cesaro yeah even worse i dare say worse easily mm -hmm. worse what has he won in aw other than the tag championships 
for two and a half months. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Zero. Hey. <laughs> we both yeah, came to that conclusion. I don't know how to say win in Spanish, but uh, uh, I should know this. For whatever reason, it's not coming to me right now. Say it in Greek. Zero winning in Greek. How do you say uh, zero? And Nike, for, Nike, for Nike. Oh, Nike. That's right. where Nike comes from, the name Nike. Because it's victory. the yeah, goddess Nike. of victory. Right. I know that. Right. Um, there you go. Okay. Terrific. <laughs> Nike. Yeah, Nike I should have known this. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know exactly what happened here. There was something where they said that Malachi Black might have swallowed his own mist. So He's the House of now. Black. so the house of black lost this match to new dark pentagon who is in death triangle but only just recently rediscovered his dark side despite being in death triangle um and he won by a roll-up yep so how diabolical um and then Then Brody King, who does nothing during any match, but at the end just beats everyone up because he apparently he doesn't start working until the job is, you know, (laughs) until the job's been failed at. Um, I mean, the hype around this guy has got to, I mean, it's got to be real. By the way, you know what was dead during this match? (laughs) The crowd. True. I I I wasn't even thinking it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I can see that. Not a person was making a sound. I mean, I don't know if they were confused. I don't know if they were wondering what's new about Penta. Why is this idiot chanting? I don't know if they fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know if it was hour three because they had to sit through 12 hours of dark and elevation before this. But the crowd was silent during this match. And like, this is where, I mean, they like Malachi Bach. They like Pac. They like Penta. I mean, this is, this is usually the stuff they like. So in the end, the, the, the Brody's doing all bad things, but then the faces, you know, uh, launch a, a comeback and the lights go off again about 52,000 times. <laughs> and then comes, then in the ring is Buddy Matthews, who looks great. I think they're oh, still calling great. him Buddy great. Matthews. Yes, they are. They are. It was Buddy Matthews. Which, I mean, his real name is Matthew Silva, so I, I'm not sure why they can use Buddy Matthews, but I mean... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, you know, it looks like he's there to rescue. I'm sorry, the bad guys were getting over Buddy. So it looks like Buddy Matthews is there to rescue the good guys, Pac and Penta. <laughs> right. But after a long delay, no giant swerve that everybody in the world was expecting. He starts kicking Pac. Um, he, he does like one sort of like a, almost like a bro kick on, on Pac, knocks him down. And then they beat up Penta and they, and he does like almost like a, uh, like almost like a pedigree. To Pentag- uh, Pentagon Obscura on a chair, or you know, it should kill him. Uh, don't worry, um, El, El Scuro Obscura is definitely killed after this, right? So then they leave, and you know, Buddy Matthews needs to get about 180 tattoos to catch up to the <laughs> other guys. This doesn't look right, but I like Buddy Matthews, and this could be a cool faction. This, this was just, I mean, it sounds like I'm nitpicking, but when there's 17 things to nitpick in a se- in a segment, it's it's not me, it's the segment. And part of it is that they kill Pentagon on this, you know, pedigree on a chair. Yet he gets up first to check on Pac, who just took yeah, a kick. Absolutely, and it looked like he was crying, like Pac, Pac. You know, like how fucking dumb and retarded was this? I mean. Dude, first of all, right, I just want to say, I don't like Buddy Matthews being in this House of Black. I know their history, obviously, dirt, right? right. 
But like, still, I just, what is he going to be called? Buddy Black? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like BB, like we had back in the Attitude Era with, you know, BB, big breasts. Anyway, my point is, right, why is he going to be even joining forces with uh, the House of Black? And even if it's all a swerve, it's still stupid, right? If, if it was up to me, if it was up to me, I would love to have Pentagon in the House of Black, right? As El Scuro, whatever. But you can call him Pentagon Black instead of it, Dark. That makes more sense. It, Absolutely. It, it, it makes sense, you know. Right. Frankly, Pac makes sense. In there. Even Pac, and, yeah. And there was a Dark Phoenix. Remember there was when Phoenix... Right, yes. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, they, they could all be together. I mean, that would be a real Dark Order. Kill the regular right. Dark yes, Order. Yes, exactly. I, I would have just enjoyed the carnage. Well, I probably complain because they'd have 14-minute matches. But... Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Anyway, I, I agree with you, but what the hell else are they going to do? I mean, everyone's like, oh, I'm so excited. This one's an all elite. After this story, which I, you know, obviously is waiting for Phoenix to come back and be in a bunch of six-man matches for there's no six-man titles or trios titles. So what's the difference? But after this series is done, they'll have nothing else to do with them, you know, except never end the feud, which, you know, they're really good at never ending feuds. Um, but what do you what was anyone think, buddy? Matt, you think he's gonna be a TNT champion? You think he's gonna be a world champion? Maybe a tag champion? Maybe. I mean, I guess they could do a free bird rule with House of Black. I'd be okay with that. Um, or a new day rule for you new kids. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, you know, this was a segment that that should have been great, but it was uh, to me, it was a foul. It was, it was backwards too. But about Buddy Matthews, I'll be honest, right? Great wrestler, no mm -hmm. doubt about it, right? Absolutely mm -hmm. great worker. The, great. The issue, he looks great too. Absolutely. The issue I have about him, he's got no personality, man. Yeah, like exactly. No personality, and that could hold him back. So if I were him, and hopefully, I'm probably going to be wrong, but hopefully he works on that because just looking at him at first glance, he looks like a million bucks, but he's essentially the same thing I saw in WWE. Well, so far, but he's he's essentially with the same person he was with in mm. WWE. So right, we'll absolutely. see. I, I mean, it, this is not about Buddy Matthews because I mean he did date Alexa Bliss, so he obviously That's has some too. personality in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I just don't know what all these guys are supposed to. Do. I mean, we're we we already heard that Swerve was signed. Yeah. We, we, Jeff, Jeff Hardy's confirmed it too. Right. Right. You know, there, there's rumors about Jonathan Gresham. I mean, there's rumors about everyone. I mean, everyone's Johnny Gargano. Already, well, yeah, Johnny Gargano. Uh, uh, Cesaro is free right now. I, I mean, Bray Wyatt. W won't sign them all. But even if, I mean, you know, there are rumors that the rest of Hit Row is going to follow Swerve. There, Please, I don't know. They don't why. get along with each other, dude. There's no way that's happening. And we've I already got the acclaim. would want it, but right. I, I mean, listen, and, and they just brought in Keith Lee. They, they, you know, they just brought in Jay Lethal. They just brought in Tony Nice. They just brought in Jake Atlas. Yes, Tony he got Hood? him start right away. Right, Tony who? Tony Nice. Oh, 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 my bad. Sorry, continue. Ultimate, the, the ultimate athlete, isn't that? The, the, oh, the, yeah, oh. yes, yes. The ultimate athlete that I never see on my television anyway. Like I give a shit anyway. Moriarty. I mean, they, 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 it's, it's like Catman. It's like you think about people they signed two months ago. It doesn't seem like they just signed them. It sounds it seems like it's been forever. But where, where do all these people fit in? The answer is they don't. They they don't. I mean, I, I saw a, a tweet a couple of weeks ago, and this happens probably once a week. We're saying I would really love AEW to sign Athena, who was Ember Moon, and and I don't. I don't know, they, 
it's like a list of like four you know women's wrestlers they'd like them to sign and i'm like wrong why women. and then yeah. i just I, I just did a list i said and i i had 14 women wrestlers in they all AW. can't work most of them by the way just off the top of my head right. that are doing absolutely nothing of any importance right now and mind you i i included i serena deeb and her i knew you were going to say that uh, i knew you were going to say that they're the only two really when you think about it they're the only two in aw that truly know how to carry a match and actually work a match properly but wait there's more i included chris statlander and layla hirsch as as d said the same thing about statlander but she doesn't cut it with me right now yet she's still a big green dude i'm just saying i included mercedes martinez and and as people doing things right i i so it, it's not like I was like naming people just doing stupid things. I mean, there's at least stories, for, but I, I listed at least 15 or 14 female wrestlers that they're doing absolutely nothing with. And I guarantee that I forgot about a bunch of others. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Even Ruby riot is so she's been exposed in AEW, dude. She was the first on my list. So right. She hasn't been on TV in months. Not just that. She just totally got exposed in AEW. I think people thought of her as much better than what she really is. Oh, you think, you know, oh. who didn't? This guy right here. Yeah, that makes two of us. Seriously, I've always said it about Ruby Riot. Or sorry, Ruby fucking Soho, right? right. Which she, I know everyone loves this song, but every time I hear it, one sucks. Nobody loves that song. Well, apparently they do. They love Rancid. Nobody loves Rancid. <laughs> yeah, well, but anyway, the point is when I hear the lyrics of that friggin' song, all I think of is Ruby, Ruby is a hoe. <laughs> That's what I hear, dude. Straight up, straight up. So yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, well, well, maybe I'll look forward to it next time. But yeah, yeah she's she's not she's not doing a thing, and she's already she's already been low key complaining. Eh, I'm she, just here to put over these three wrestlers. Well, duh, because the <laughs> this whole division's built around three women: Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, and and Britt Baker. And you know uh, that that that's your answer. Two friggin' right. bag, and you and you have Anna Jay and Ty Conti in supporting roles. You know, the, the, that that that's your next rung, and they're your divas. You know, for WWE, they'll hire them just to start a divas division once again. And I guess, like after that, like Nyla Rose and Red Velvet. But do either of them have protection now that Brandy's gone? Oh, none. And Red Velvet is is overrated anyway, man. I think the thing about uh, okay. uh what's her name? Well, what's his name? I mean, anyway. Remember they signed Kiara Hogan? That was supposed to be a big oh, deal. Yeah. She was great. Stars what happened? Impact. One match. She's still there. She's not doing anything. She, Nothing. Oh, not a catering. Thing. Maybe she's a great wrestler. I don't know, but they're not doing anything with her. I saw her once in AEW. <clears throat> excuse me, and that was it. I, I've seen her like three times on NWA since, and you know, I mean, it's NWA, so you can't tell someone's great or not because they, <laughs> I mean, they all they all work the same. I mean, they basically work like WWE but slower motion. Uh, I agree, one hundred percent. And one more thing before we move on. If anyone thinks Britt Baker, as good as she is, she's great, right? But she's not, a, she can't carry a match that well yet. No, she she's can't. not that type of wrestler. She's not a Serena Deeb, right? But she's got much more personality than Serena Deeb. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Which which gets her over, which is why she's great. But in terms of in-ring stuff, she's not a, a you know one of those generals in a ring. She, you know what I mean? She's nowhere near that yet. And she's Thunder Rosa. She's a character in wrestling. Absolutely. But, but she's not she's she's a average aew average. wrestler 100 only lends support to big swole's claim because like Ugh. you know 
Listen, I never thought that Big Swole was a great wrestler, but she wasn't worse. She wasn't on the lower half of the AEW women's roster. She, she was every bit as good or bad as 70 to 80% of that, that women's roster. And that's the problem. I think they need to hire more women that's had a bit of uh, experience. Like I disagree. Bringing... I think they should get rid of the entire division. Stop wasting our time. <laughs> We're going to get... Uh... Anyway, we're going to get all the feminists out there, Jeff, complaining no about the skirmish. <laughs> That's Jeff's opinion, not mine, okay? Just just for the record, feminists, okay? Anyway, let's move on from the females. And uh, we move up to Chris Jericho and uh, Kingston, Eddie Kingston, that is, which was a great promo, a great segment both ways. I think it reminded me of a rap battle, actually, Jeff, to be precise. Uh-huh. So what do you think? I mean, listen. Jericho wasn't lying about what he said about Kingston. Put it that way. No, That's he so wasn't true. lying. But I mean, first of all, you have all the you keep they keep. I mean, the whole show. You can't stop talking about WWE. It's it's. I mean, I know that you could say that every show, but it's down like the every road, show. Jeff. Down the road. Down the road. Jericho, by the way, you know he had abs. He's looking trim. Yeah, he's, looking, amazing. he's looking in that Stanford shape. Um, <laughs> there were parts of this promo that I, I I liked a lot, but there were also parts where I mean. I mean, Jericho should not be using the word babyface. He shouldn't be word, using the word know. heel. He and shouldn't even be the using fans the word were jobber. Right. Right. And, and Eddie Kingston said, what's a babyface? I mean, he tried to save it, but it's, there were points that Eddie Kingston was cracking up laughing during the yeah, promo. Yeah, he was. He even clapped right. Jericho and, during his entrance. Right. And I know he was trying to cover it by saying he's laughing like, oh, this fucking guy. But one of the times he was just cracking up. It was like one of those skits on Siren Night Live where you can tell where they, where they break it, they couldn't take it, which <laughs> I get he's a human, but it wasn't that funny. Listen, th- as far as this, this was the high point of the show so far, but even this I could nitpick, but I, I just gave the nitpicks. I mean, this is, this is a story that nobody needs, but they're shoehorning it together. I mean, the funny thing is Eddie Kingston goes, I'd rather be alone anyway, except when I'm teaming with Moxley, yeah. except when I want to be with LAX, except when I want to be with proud and powerful, except when I want to be with original LAX, except when I want to be with the Lucha Brothers and my best friend yeah. Penta. Oh. I mean, except when I want to be with all those people, I'd rather be alone. Yeah, yeah. Bipolar, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, but that's that's truly bipolar right there. But well, I mean that that's one guy who doesn't even remember his own history. So listen, this this is this is. This is the story they give him, and he comes up. He comes up with the problem. Listen, he sounds great, but he does look. He doesn't look like a plumber. He, <laughs> somebody on Twitter posted that my mom said that he looked like her plumber, <laughs> and then I think I responded, "Eddie Kingston is my plumber." Now I have a worse. I, I say that Eddie Kingston looks like your unemployed second cousin who comes every year to the family barbecue. Well, I'm not saying a word about <laughs> comes every year to the summer cookout to the, to the family reunion. He doesn't bring anything. He bums cigarettes. Yeah. And he, take, <laughs> and he takes plenty of leftovers home before everyone's done. <laughs> that's he's, so he's true. That guy. He's that guy. He's that, that's what oh, he looks. Oh, man. Oh, to his credit, though, Jeff. Now, can he fight? I don't know. Maybe he can really fight. People say that he can. I mean, can he beat me up? Probably. That. I mean, I'm a 53-year-old man. I mean, it's not saying much. Um <laughs> But I'm not sure he can, and that's sad. I mean, I am 250, but still. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, th- this wasn't terrible, but they were, you know, at this point. It was I mean, becoming a girl fight, or should I say, cat fight? At this point, I mean, by the time this segment over, we were an hour and 15 minutes into the show. So the first yeah. hour 
I was I was scarred. So I so of course I'm looking for negative things at this point. No, you're right. It's true, and uh, you're spot on about the description about Kingston, though. Although I will say, um, especially the bumming the cigarettes part is that, that killed me. That that's great. He has he does look. We talk about Jericho looking great right now, mm-hmm. but it looks like Kingston's lost a bit of weight too, or maybe it's just the clothes he's wearing. I don't know, but he seems. No, I think it's just the clothes he's wearing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm trying to give him something. I mean, if he didn't have nipples, you wouldn't know he had a chest. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. He's a typical New Yorker, Jeff. Come on. Uh, I don't think that's true. Not from Long Island, but we're talking about NYC here. No, no. New York City is full of tough, burly men. True. A lot of Greeks there. There is. Astoria. A a lot of Tony (laughs) D'Angelo's. And a lot of tall, a lot of Tony D'Angelo's, a lot of tall, very muscular, strapping Jews who spend money freely and always tell the truth. Yep, it's true. That's what, and that's the greatness of New York City, bro. I mean, you got a lot of Greeks, Italians, Jews, you know, African Americans, you name it. New York is that melting pot of uh, different nationalities, which makes New York great. And Puerto Ricans, can't forget the Puerto Ricans. Everybody dislikes each other just yes. much, just the same. Nobody likes each other at all, and nobody <laughs> pretends. <That's>, uh, <laughs> New York, I love you. Seriously. <laughs> anyway, hey, you said it. You're a New Yorker yourself, so you can say that. Yeah, but I, I've been out of New York for 30-some-odd years. But, yeah, if you're from New York, you're never from any place else. That's it, dude. I, I'm glad you said that because you can take the boy out of New York you can't take New York out of the boy, and it is what it is. He's all the same, dude. Doesn't matter what um, class you come from. I feel like you've all got that same attitude, which which I love and hate at the same time. Like I love that about New Yorkers, but at the same time, he can aggravate you because he's all so combative. Like you know, <laughs> you have to be. Right. Have you ever driven the New hustle, York man? It's the hustle for like sure. The walk, the train, drive, right. everything everything's a pain in the ass to get to I, mean, <laughs> I listen to you know don tony sometimes and he's like he's like saying oh plainview that's like 15 minutes from my house he, he's in queens plainview isn't 15 minutes yeah, from his house. i'm surprised you'd say that why would he say that minutes to get out of his postal you know <laughs> area not nothing this 15 maybe four in the morning you know but even you <laughs> from where he is is 40 minutes how do I know that? Because it was it was thirty five minutes from where I was, and I lived in Long Island. Wow, you know, I live about five miles out of Queens. So I mean, you know, uh, so uh, people from New York have have no concept of time either. Which <laughs> yeah. they, you know, that's why it's a city that never sleeps. It's that's a very good reason you can't sleep <laughs> if you don't know what time it is. Um, all right, so 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 what else? So 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 far, Adam Page had a little attitude, so that was all right. And uh, and the Jericho Kingston promo was was okay. There was room to nitpick, okay. but but yeah. but it was wasn't bad TV. Right. I mean, it it's a shoehorn match, whatever. So there we go. Well, next we do have a face of the revolution ladder match, uh, ladder qualifying match. Sorry, between Ricky Starks and Dark Order's perfect ten or minus ten. I don't know what you want to call him. Yeah, Ricky Starks gets the win. What's the point of building up this 10th character? He looks like he looks pretty good. He's a big boy. He reminds me of yep. the Patriot, just a dumb version yeah, for whatever reason. Fair. Right. But um, what's the point of trying to build this guy up, tossing all these security guards 
just to lose to the Rock wanna be Ricky Starks. Well, he lost to Adam Cole five days ago. So why is he right. in this tournament? But at least that that was Adam Cole. But you know, <laughs> at least yeah, I get I mean, I don't know. They had the entire Dark Order there. They could have had any. They could have had anyone. Else. They have. They have 115 wrestlers. They could. They could do that. I. I, I don't know why. Maybe. They, maybe he's wasn't making his his you know his guaranteed minimums or what he was expecting. So they put him on TV more. I don't. I don't know what it is. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know why you. I mean, I know that I say that AEW has big men just to make little men look look better, um, but that's True. like. That's supposed to be 70% tongue-in-cheek, but I'm starting to think that it's more like 98%. Um, don't you remember, don't Jeff? Know. We've got a, we've got a, what do you call it? You know, uh, uh, what do you, what's the word? Dying penises. Well, no, no, no. Uh, what do you Smoking call something? girlfriends. Well, maybe, but not, not quite that. A criteria. What That's what I was meant to say. Here oh, at the PWC, we have a criteria about AW and big men. And, and, and here, that there's no maybe. I have a smoking hot girlfriend. Hey, Jimmy can, I, I can, can vouch. Only wants, I can vouch. Right? I can vouch. I have met El Sicaria myself. La Sicaria. And, oh, sorry. La Sicaria. My bad. Why did I say El Sicaria? Anyway. You know the Spanish? Yeah, I actually do know a lot more Spanish than you think. But I can vouch. Jeff does have one smoking hot girlfriend. That's true, ladies and gents. It's true. It's damn true. Yeah. But in saying that, Jeff, mm -hmm. I mean, what can we really say about this match other than Tandy's just one big dopey guy and uh, Ricky Starks goes on to the ladder match at Revolution? Yeah, this match was fine. I mean, so, we, so we've got two guys from Team Taz in the, in the ladder match. Oh, no fireworks are happening in that match. <laughs> well, you, you would, you, you'd think that that would be that they're supposed to work together and they're not going to work together exactly. But uh, you know, later on they they had a little you know they Keith Lee did a interview segment and he was interrupted by Starks and Hobbs and you know Starks was doing most of the talking and he did like a <laughs> he did a Keith Lee impersonation. So yeah. oh, hello Keith Lee, how <laughs> yeah. are you? I was a big deal where I came from. <laughs> that, that was, was good. That was good. I'll give him that. And then they had the Hobbs and and uh, Keith Lee face off to the you know two big hosses. Looking like they're gonna, you know, have a Brahma Bull, you know, a Rams fight or something. So that oh, Brahma Bull matchup, yeah, why not? So that's uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, I guess. I mean, I didn't know Hobbs was that tall. Uh, maybe it was just the camera work, but uh, we'll see. Um, I anyway. love Hobbs, man. I think he's he's got such such potential, man. I I've been hearing people say he's a future world champion now for two and a half years. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but yeah, I know it's been two and a half years. He's not champion material just yet, though, Jeff. I mean, who knows? I mean, they don't let him do anything except snarl. He just True. sits there with a grimace on his face. He should, which I like, though. I mean, I'm, su <laughs> he I'm does surprised off, well. they let him win, beat Dante Martin, but I guess they've got so many new, exciting baby faces. They forgot about the one, their one top prospect, uh, you know, and they've, they've already forgotten about Hook because, you know, they got a million other dudes. Don't worry, he's he's Mr. Rampage Hook, you know, like uh, RVD, Mr. Monday Night, and the whole fucking show. He he's hasn't Mr. Been Friday Night. Last two weeks. He hasn't been on uh, Rampage the last two weeks. He was on the week before last, dude. Or was well, he on last week, I think? He had a he match. Wasn't on last week. He wasn't on oh, last week. And he's, not, and he's not on tomorrow night either, because I oh, know the match. Hold, hold the phone. I'm going to look that up, actually, Jeff. 
I gotta okay. look that up. I have to because I could have sworn he wasn't. He was at least the week before. Yeah, he was the week before. He he's had four matches, and oh no, you're probably problem, right. No, no, you're right. You're right. Problem they've realized is that they don't know what to do when he's supposed to sell for someone, and they and they don't know what to do when he's supposed to lose. So they can't just have him beat everyone. They've already, you know, I mean, not like they don't have twenty other nobodies that they could let him, you know, tear through. It also so happens that this hook mania thing is false. His his quarterly ratings are typically the lowest of of the show. Really? So it yeah. So hook mania is is sort of a made up thing. Um, but anyway, none of that's important because none of that was on Dynamite. Well, I'm the so, hooks. I'm I'm part of the hookster chain, brother. And I just want to say one more thing, which I forgot to mention earlier, and this is rewinding a little bit, but I have to bring this up. You mentioned about MJF earlier and how all that was basically baloney, what he said. Uh-huh. There is evidence that it wasn't baloney because people have pulled up posts of him saying pretty much the exact same thing from 2015. I don't know if you've seen those posts. No, I haven't seen those posts from oh, 2015. Oh, well, yeah. So I'm sorry to tell you, but it was actually legit, Jeff. There is posts that people have pulled up. I'll actually send them to you. But, but this didn't happen in 2015. No, this no, no. Happened. There was one that was from 2013, and his mum actually commented on one of the posts, which is so fucking funny with what she said. She said, well, something about him being a bad human being. And after saying all this, she was like surprised what he said. She goes, at least now you might be a semi-decent human being. <laughs> That's quote-unquote from his mother. This is all the work, and he's been doing this work forever. I don't uh, think if I he's, I've thought of that. I've actually thought of that. And if that's the case, right, he has such a good mind then for the business. If he thought that far back, hmm? all the way till now, that he was going to use this, you know what I mean? He's fucking it's not good. That far back. But he was it's, young, dude. He was young to think that deep back this, then. He, he's been planning for this his entire life. He's like Absolutely. John Cena, except, except this character. Right. No, I mean, you're right. You're right. But I don't know. This if is he, what he's wanted to do his entire life. And he's planning. And, and, and plan- that's why the character's so good because he's been working on it his entire life. Right. Well, if that's the case, I take my hat off to him because there's nobody out there that was coming up in the business that even thought like that. I'm telling you, right now, no chance. No chance in hell. But, yeah, so there was a lot of truth to that, actually, Jeff. I had, I had to tell you that. I was meant to mention it earlier, but I forgot because we kind of moved on pretty, not fast, but just. I'm not buying it. I think he was lying then, too. I'll send you the post and you'll see for yourself. Now, it seems okay. true, but I don't know. I'll let you be the judge once I send them to you. But, anywho. <laughs> So what's next on this show? What's what's next on this? So next, far, it sounds like I'm convincing you that it was a shitty ass show. I know, and I was thinking that too when I thought it was it was a great show. And but now that we're pointing out all the inconsistencies, and I just want to tell our listeners, even though we're nitpicking, and it seems like we're borderline probably burying this show. It's it's not that it was am, a bad show. Like for me, I thought right? it was. Well, that's that's for you, Jeff. But for me. Initially watching it, it wasn't a bad show, but when you point out some of the inconsistencies, it's true, right? Like, it is what it is, but for me, it didn't make it... That doesn't mean it was a bad show, but it just definitely wasn't perfect. And yeah, there's still a lot of bullshit amongst their booking, and that's just the way it is. That's just AEW. You just sometimes... It's like what the vet said last week, Jeff, and I'm Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, the vet, uh, Jamie the Vet Williams? Uh, Sure. Right. Well, what he said last week was maybe we need to just accept 
professional wrestling for what it is and just like it because it's never going to be good again, right? And he's got a point. It, it probably will never be good again. And we just got to accept that. But I reject that because I reject it with AEW. They were, they were like eight months solid from January 1st, 2020 through like July or August of 2020, where it was stupendous. They've, and like if they got rid Isn't of some of the wrestlers they hated and, and, re- and replaced it with some of the wrestlers they, they have, they've added now. I, I mean, listen, no for, me, for me, a perfect wrestling show has to be 50 to 65%. I like it. And under fifteen percent that I hate. If the you know if, if there's like only like twenty percent of that's like eh, whatever. If it's like a sixty-five percent good show, that's Hall of Fame. That's a Hall of Fame wrestling show because nothing in wrestling is supposed to be for everybody. Now I don't really care that much about what match quality. That doesn't mean I, I like watching shitty matches. It just means that a good match isn't going to make up for these inconsistencies and things that don't make sense in oh, a story or a greater fact. context. Because so, let's be honest, Jeff, today's wrestling is probably the best we've ever had in professional wrestling in terms of in-ring work. Right. So when I complain about Jay White versus Trent Beretta, it's not that it wasn't a good match. It's right. that it shouldn't have been a good match. It should have been a short, quick match. You don't Jay White's first match. I don't know how long New Japan is going to let him stay here. He's not contracted with AEW. He's right. getting paid on a per appearance, but he's still New Japan's Jay White, which is, by the way, why they still say Bullet Club now instead of the Elite or the yeah. Super Click. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, whenever you know the law, when it's when Rocky Romero's there, it's chaos. When Rocky yeah. Romero's not there, it's best friends. Yeah, um, yeah, spot on. That's that's actually a good analogy because yeah, um, people don't law. see that. Right? No, you're I, right. I, I see everything. That's, that's my care? that's my curse. Is I see everything. <laughs> but see, but that's like, the thing, Jeff. I think we're we're very critical of the of today's product. Let's be honest. We we kind of are. We're almost borderline cynical. If if not, we are cynical. No, and, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely a cynic. Right. So, you know, I want to, yeah, look, it's not going to be like it was. I dare say, I felt the 80s was actually much better than the Attitude Era. I'll say that. I thoroughly enjoyed the mid to late 90s, like any time in professional wrestling, in my opinion. I probably did too. I probably like, but I think that was because there were so many different wrestling promotions right. and just there was always something new and people were always jumping from promotion to promotion. And back then, no one understood that that people just quit or that they, they taped for right. four days and that was True. six months of TV, you know, and so you didn't understand how Blackjack, yeah. you know, land, you know, or Billy yeah, Jack Haynes was in Portland, but somehow he was also in the North Carolina. Yeah. How's that possible? What? Huh? How right, that, right. How, how's he, how, what did he quit? How's he on he's, how's he on both shows? They taped that one three months ago. They taped that one two months ago, dummy. But who, you didn't know that because you're 11. And you know who, <laughs> exactly. And you know whose fault that was, actually, that, that it is, sorry, about why it is what it is today? It's actually the fault of WWE, really, by by kicking that fourth wall down and pretty much telling everybody. See, if I was WWE in particular, right, I would have still kayfabed if wrestling was fake or not keep people guessing even though we all knew right but it, it was better off where you kept people guessing because you weren't 100 percent certain but you were pretty sure but instead they started giving us all the friggin uh catchphrases in the back you know with the boys quote unquote right, right. and now everybody knows pretty much what a baby face is what a heel is what kayfabe means and everybody thinks they know what they're talking about these days 
it's just and that's and i blame vince mcmahon for for that shit actually happening in the first place hence why we have the problem that we have today in my opinion uh, i thought i thought you were gonna blame like the dave melters of the world who you know about 35 no, but years that was ago. at that time though and even though he's been around for a long time i knew of melter from 12 years old that's dead said true right huh. from calling the hotlines back in the day and um even then there was it was a very small few and it's still easy in many ways right hmm. there's a lot of people Keller, that, there was always after keller uh Meltzer, and hmm. uh, the guy from new york uh what's his name the spotlight from the spotlight the jd no yeah yeah <laughs> fuck no not jd from ny <laughs> but uh shout outs to jd man i mean seriously uh, when i'm when i'm pissed off right i'm i've got to admit right when i want to be cheered up a little bit when he starts fucking absolutely shitting on the on the products especially wb he, he brings a smile right I've he shouldn't seen, he's gonna I've have never, a heart attack i've, I've never seen him shit on aw i would oh, respect him if he's he a shield for aw sorry right exactly i mean and that's fine but i shit on wwe too why are you not shitting on wwe right now jeff it's not a wwe show right <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You, and I'm you sorry, hear JD. some of the episodes where me and Steve are arguing about Raw, where he's telling me it's it's terrible. It, it, it was a terrific show, and I'm saying that you must have eaten lead paint for thirty years. <laughs> oh god, that's great, man. But but like I was saying, man, I think all that shit has totally alienated a lot of the fan base, except for the hardcore marks that already knew, right? But like I said, that was a very small few, and in very mm -hmm. in many ways, it still is a very small few, right? Mm -hmm. but but they should have never come out with all those phrases man they should have just kept that for the back and that's yeah. that but unfortunately it is what it is now we know it's sports entertainment pal yeah i mean i'm sure that's part of it but uh you know i don't i don't know what what broke it or didn't break it but i don't think it's never going to be good again i, I think i don't either man because it's always a cycle i hate those people that say that because i don't want to think that way we've always had this pattern it's always great and then it goes bad for a few years and then we you know it comes back full circle and i'm pretty sure it will eventually go full circle when that will be who the fuck knows but i feel like we're slowly moving in that direction very slow though yeah i mean I, yeah i think the frustration with wwe is that they have all the resources in the world to do so and now they don't even they don't even have the they don't even have enough talent to stockpile to make uh, you know interesting TVs. They just they just have a few stories, and everything else is just sort of filler. It seems like they're starting to try to do stories again, but the right. but but they, it's it feels like they have sixteen people on each show where they they should have thirty five on each show. AW, I don't think they can ever get really good. Sorry, folks who thinks it's great because they're cluttered. There's too many people. There's they can't right. focus. They don't on know too what much. to do with all the talent. They need to hire some people, more people in to actually help out TK. One hundred percent. They need to hire some people to get rid of some people. But oh, but that too. What can, they, what can they focus on? They can focus on the young bucks. They can focus on Adam Cole. They can they, they can focus on best friends in Orange Cassidy. God knows why every week. I mean, that could dig Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they you know they can focus on the you know the the, the click for I mean if Omega was healthy they'd be focusing on him if oh, Cody 100%. was still there they'd be focusing on him I mean so they they they're perfectly capable of focusing on MJF and Britt Baker and Brian and uh, and and Punk they they just can't focus on anyone else this whole will they won't they MJF Wardlow thing is 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 uh, two years old now yeah. listen 
one year is a nice long-term storytelling. Two years is we just don't know what the fuck to do with it afterwards. <laughs> and that's all it is, Jeff. Make no mistake about it. They pretty much doing this to stall what to really do with Wardlow, dude. Because they know he should be pushed up towards the top end of the card, but there's no real room for him to be there right now. So they're just keeping him in limbo until they figure out what the fuck to do. Well, Sammy Guevara took his cut off like three weeks ago and said, if you guys can't work it out, I'm quitting the inner circle. They had their one match, uh, Santana Ortiz won. And right. since, then, since then, there's been no mention of it. I mean, that should be a big story. What's going to happen with didn't, the and they didn't no. even win the, the Battle Royal, man. They look like shit, really, in the Battle Royal. And, and like, they, you know, I know Santana Ortiz is supposed to be related to Kingston, but now Kingston's like, I want to be alone. I mean, so, I mean, isn't that undercutting the, the greater purpose of that story? I mean, Again, does anyone yeah. really want to see Kingston versus Jericho without a story? I mean, <laughs> neither one of them can really wrestle. With the, no one's really watching them for their wrestling. They're watching them for their talking. Right. Now you're right. And, uh, and that's the thing. Again, that's the expression of bipolar booking. That's what that shit is, dude. Like, straight up. It's, it's weird. It is so fucking weird. Like, that they do that. And they do that w with most friggin' AEW marktards. Like, they can't do no wrong. Like, that's how they see it. They're like, oh my God. Like, it's the best. Everything's the best. AEW sucks. Fuck WWE. I hope they go out of business. I laugh at that shit. Like, I truly do. Because it's like, man, as Andrade's run has been terrific. I mean, oh, yeah. Tristan, Are you being, uh, yeah, hey, I was going to say, uh, terrific. And, and now we're going to get the Hardys. Matt Hardy can't walk. <laughs> and he looks so old now, man. Like, he just looks, yeah. I mean, and, and, and him talking is, a, I mean, is all I want to do is gag him. I mean, I, I so love the Broken Hardy universe. And this this is just terrible. This is this is. I mean, when he was first going to AEW, I'm like, oh, they're gonna let him do the broken. Arm. We're gonna have Vanguard okay. one. We're gonna have Senor Benjamin. It's gonna be so much fun. And the AEW fans rejected it. So it's stupid. We don't like the Undertaker. We like Abaddon, but we don't we don't like the Undertaker. Uh, but we like Chris Landers an alien. Um, <laughs> but they rejected uh, it. And and everything he's done has either come close to killing him or has come close to killing me. Yeah. <laughs> what else is in this show what, 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 else, what else do we got well we got green for money not for fucking green as in like doesn't know what they're doing and i'm talking about jade cargill finally the high point of the show right and you know what man i, I still laugh at this match because aw feed the wrong people to to cargill man right. that that exposes her big time right. and it exposes her that she cannot wrestle Although, I'll give her credit. Towards the end of the match, I felt it became pretty good, actually. I was surprised. They managed to like put off a much better sort of ending. But the her matches should be no more than five minutes. None of them should right. be no more than five minutes. The Goldberg way, with her promo and all that, it should the be The bunny Goldberg. doesn't need a long match. The bunny ain't there to win. Nobody, nobody's being fooled. But I love this. I love Jade. She looks like a superstar. Absolutely does. She should go to WWE. She'll get a movie contract and the letter. 100%. We, this was this was a relatively short match. Jade looks great. I got cleavage from the bunny. This this match was this match was an A plus. And then and then and then Anna Jay ran out and got more cleavage. Um, and Ty Conti got knocked on her ass. So I mean, this <sighs> a, a plus. This whole segment. This was this was this was this was the opus of the show. Well, f speaking of Ty Conti, um, did you hear the booze when she came out, dude? No, I didn't. Oh well, I did, and uh, I was sort of giggling to that. 
And that's okay because uh, Jay Cargill is going to eat Ty Conti anyway. But the point is... 11-minute match, but... Why yeah, are that's the problem, it? though, Jeff. 11-minute match Salmon with the, the wrong... couple of all time. She needs to be in the ring with wrestlers like Serena Deeb or, or friggin' um, or Hikaru Shida if they want her to improve. Well, Serena, when... Serena Deeb is doing the, the five-minute challenge. Well, isn't she a rookie? Shouldn't it, you know, shouldn't it be the end? Like, at the end of that rookie challenge, it should be Jay Cargo that actually answers to that and then kicks the shit out of fucking Serena. That's the only way that would make total sense to me. Well, except Serena Deeb is supposed to be healed too, but of course they so's the bunny. I mean, not, not but, none of them. But so is Cargill, but we still saw her daughter in the crowd tonight. I think they're slowly trying to turn Cargill face. She'd be a much whole, better baby face in many ways. With the Matt Hardy, Mark Sterling interplay. But then again, if now she's going to be feuding with Anna Jay and Ty Conti, their faces. So... No, I don't know what they're doing. So again, bipolar, Jeff. Bipolar, folks. If you can come up with a better name, <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll use it a better term. Yep. I, I don't feel like we need to keep qualifying this. It's it, it. I mean, people want to look to be outraged. They could be outraged about my rant about you know depression or how I think that uh, MJF was giving a green light to anti-Semitism. Yeah, and like he gives a shit, man. Like about MJF. I'm talking about MJF. He doesn't give a shit. He's He's even though he's very Jewish, right? Like looking and stuff, like, but he's so like anti. Because he's handsome. Yeah, well, I don't know. He just looks Jewish to me. You know what I'm saying? He's just, I don't know. Right, you find you find that very attractive. I know. Oh, I love Jewish people. Right, that's all my Jewish especially people out the, there. Especially the man. I just you cannot talk. Anyway, I won't even go there. Forget it. <laughs> but shout out to all my Jewish people out there. But anyway, let's move on from that. As weird sort of thing that happened at the end at the end of the day jay cargill is money she's going to be mm -hmm. a superstar she mm -hmm. is she's the only one in the whole company that actually looks like a superhero that you could Absolutely. take serious and she's on a completely different level not only to the women but even to, to most of the men let's be real here jeff she, she's got that china presence everybody says that but you know what i think she's got even more of a china presence man well, I don't. I mean, China had a presence, but Absolutely. Jade, when she speaks, it's not disturbing. That's true too. Like, like China had a really weird voice. Yeah, even she like a bloke. She all the hormones that made her sound like a man. Like, and I'm gonna Jade, get you tonight, bitch. I mean, I mean, Jade, <laughs> Jade, Jade's a woman, but yeah, she looks like a superhero. Like right, like Marvel could cast her oh. to play any superhero in the US. Oh my so could god. DC. But like, she imagine would be perfect, Jeff. Perfect. Imagine if they were passing the She Hulk now. Oh my god, dude! Even if she was like playing a character like Rogue, even say, or like Power Girl, like yeah. Superman's cousin, Power Girl. Yeah, or even uh, uh, you know, Jade. Hey, Jade from Mortal Kombat. I don't know any Mortal Kombat stuff. She's green too, by the way, and her name's Jade. I mean, come yeah. on, that's money right there. She, she could be any female superhero, any any female action hero, action or villain. Or she villain. Yeah. She's straight up money, guys. It is she, what it she, is. She could be the henchwoman for a Bond villain. It doesn't matter. She there's a million things she could do. She she should she should probably just go to Hollywood right now. She should pick up Braun Strowman because this this the control your narrative thing ain't gonna work out. Oh god, it's so Hollywood and say look at us you can do things with us yeah 
You're right. I think no. <laughs> no, 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 really. You're right, though, man. I mean, I do think she will become a big-time Hollywood star in the future, dude. And you know what, Jeff? She's still only in her 20s. I hope so. She is. I don't want to... I really... I mean, I mean this sincerely. I don't think she should waste that much time wrestling. Well, I, she... I, I, I think that there's bigger things for her with longer lifespans for careers. Well, I don't know if you've heard an interview on the Talk is Jericho podcast where, with... No, uh, she. Well, he had Jay Cargill on, and she spoke I only about... listen to myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absent from the PWC. Hey, that's true. But anyway... Um, it's like I owe you money or something. No, no, no. We'll talk off the air about that, all right? Oh, but well. anyway, yes. But let's move on for now. I was going to say, Jay Cargill was stating that WB wanted her, right, before she signed with AEW. And uh -huh. um, anyway, but you know, they had reservations about her because... WB felt like, although they did offer her a contract, they did also state that uh, they're not sure if she's in it for the long haul and they're afraid that she might go off and do other things, like Hollywood type of things. I, and, I would think that they wanna, would want to encourage that. I don't, I don't understand. I really it's don't. WWE. I mean, come on, dude. They all, they, you think they want to make money, and they do make money. Make no mistake they about it. They love having their people in, in movies and TV shows. I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't WB, understand I don't right. understand that line of thinking. When they had, like look, the, man, there's a problem. Like she had too much potential. No, you see, dude, I think when someone thinks they're big shit and they're bigger than a company in their eyes, they love to bury them on television. Think about, think about this, all right? Remember the Kiss My Ass Club with Vince McMahon, right? Sure. Are you telling me there wasn't some truth to all that shit at the time? Think about the wrestlers that were kissing his butt. There's always truth to things, except for MJF's promo. Well, well she the made the right I'm, I'm just saying that she should be sending feelers out to Hollywood right now because I think there are bigger things in this world for her than professional wrestling for any professional wrestling company. This isn't about AEW. It wouldn't matter if she was with WWE. There are bigger things in this world for her. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%, man. Hopefully she stays in professional wrestling a lot longer than, you know, that we hope. But you're right, man. She will definitely go on to bigger and better things, 100%. But Jeff, finally, we move on to the main event between Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. And Brian Danielson gets the win via submission and a flex. Yeah, this, this was fine. I mean, I sort of get what this this Brian story. I mean, I mean, I have no interest in Lee Moriarty. I have no interest in Daniel Garcia. These are exactly the kind of wrestlers that bore the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dean Morlenko was boring the shit out of me 30 <laughs> years ago. Now these guys are doing it now. I agree. Um, uh, but I get the story. The match wasn't terribly long. Um, but it wasn't as good as the Lee Moriarty match, I think. Yeah, but it was less long. I mean, the, but I don't know. It, it was fine. It, it, it was it, fine. No, yeah, absolutely. But. It and bored then, me then a little gets, bit. Yeah, and then he gets attacked by 2.0, which, I mean, they, 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 they shouldn't even feel that they can enter the same ring as him. And then Moxley to the rescue takes, you know, apparently decides to take a quarter-mile lap. Yeah. And which was dumb too, man. I thought they needed to spill blood first before he even helped him. But straight away, no, they had to blow their load in under a fucking a week, and here we are. Yeah, well, you, you, you knew that they were going to. I mean, that's the whole point. Right. 
well, where's this going? I mean, obviously they're going to be a team, and then they're going to feud with 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. It's Kane and, Who, and Brian once again, dude. That's what this is. All right. One so is going to be like, no, guy? no. Sorry? Is the third guy going to be Lee Mori Moriarty then? Catman himself could be Lee Moriarty because he is Catman. So who was his mentor? Is Matt Seidel the odd man out? Matt Seidel is the, the, the sensei, is the teacher that nobody seems to like anymore. You know right, what I mean? So he got, he got fired by Dante Martin, and then he yep. got fired by Lee Moriarty. He's, he's got to move on to someone else. And, but, and uh, Dante Martin has one too many brothers. Yeah, it is is um uh is Matt Seidel's brother back back as Mike Seidel back, or was he not renewed and nobody <laughs> I, knows? I think he's long gone, dude. I think he only had what two matchups on Dark, one on Dynamite. No, and he's out of here. He was on TV more than like anyone else. It was ridiculous. Maybe, maybe they'll be the Seidels will be in the Casino Battle Royal. Um, anyway, uh, I, I thought he was hurt, but it seems like an awful long time. Um, yeah. So maybe his feelings were hurt. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, I yeah, I, I you know, so they had their little conversation, and you know, uh, they're going to have a match at at Revolution or whatever it's called. And I guess the idea is if the match is brutal enough, and if they still have enough respect for each other. They'll then team up, I guess, is the implication. But does someone have to win or it doesn't matter who? It's not like Brian has to say, if I beat you, Mox, you'll team with me. Or Mox like, I mean. It's the it, mega it, pals, it's, brother. I mean, it's not like they're not going to have a hard-hitting match. I mean, it's Daniel Bryan and John Moxley. Right. They know each other. They're both former world champions. What's the confusion here? Do, the, does either one of them think that it's going to be a two-minute squash? I, I, I don't. I'll tell I don't, you I don't, what. I don't get the tension. Somebody needs to win for their for this team to go forward. Well, it's AEW, brother. That's what this oh, is. Okay, when it's AEW. Sorry, I'm the nitpicker here. Yeah, you're right. It, it makes no sense. There's a there, there's a story with with that it has to have a stipulation where there is no stipulations. They have things that have no stip, that have stipulations that need no stipulations. <laughs> Man, like the, the, the CM Punk MJF doesn't need to be a dog collar match thing. There's no reason for it. I don't mind that, except didn't we get a dog collar match between Cody and Brody? Well, I think that was a strap match. I'm not even sure, but yeah, there was no there was no need for the stipulation there too because nobody was running away from the other one, and it was a it was Cody lost one match. He did he filmed the show. He came back. I mean, it'd be one thing if Brody was avoiding him, and he's like, "You keep running away and DQing yourself, so you can't get away with the strap." I mean, the stipulation that would make sense in Punk MJF would be. A non-interference. If any of your guys interfere in any way, it's a DQ. I win, and I get the ring. That you know that would, because he's got the pinnacle. He's got the the four guys in Tully that, that have interfered. That's a stipulation that would make sense. But except the or pinnacle no hardly interfered anyway. Well, yeah, but that that's because nothing makes sense. Or it could be no DQ. So will the pinnacle interfere? Is Wardlaw on the side? Does CM Punk have any backup? Can can Darby and Sting be his backup, or, or are they in another match? I mean, <sighs> nothing makes sense. I mean, another dimension, Jeff. <laughs> if things make sense, you can build the stories around them. The shit doesn't have to be hard. I'm not overthinking it. They're underthinking it or overthinking it, making it twisted. I think that the, the fandom underthinks things. I mean, yep. I know you have to be a little bit stupid to be a wrestling fan. You know. You, <laughs> 
you have to be. I mean, because it's a, it's, it's a dumb form of entertainment. I know, when you really break it down, I hate to say this, and I've thought about it plenty of times, right? But when you really break it down, Jeff, and I'm laughing saying this, even I'm mind-boggled why people love this fake, scripted, bad-acting form of entertainment. Like, like think about it for a minute. Like, it's, not, it's, it's weird, dude. And, and it really gets a hold of people, like, including myself and you, right? Huh? It, it, if anything, professional wrestling is the best manipulator. Of, this shit. Right. I know you're right. It, it makes it. I'm telling you, dude, I've thought about that plenty of times. But for whatever reason, we love these fucking weird thing. So even if we accept that's dumb and the stories can be simple, they should at least make sense. That's that's all I want is, and it's it. simple too to do that. I, I mean, I would work for free for one of these companies just just to be a showrunner, just to say, hey, this doesn't make sense. Hey, you, don't you want to say something about the inner circle breaking up? Shouldn't the pinnacle be involved in this in some way, shape, or form? I mean, and then they just start things that like this thing with Tully and FTR. You think that's going to go anywhere? No, it's not going to go not. anywhere. Can't be it silly, was just Jeff. a stupid it's just that they all write their own scripts and everybody with the manager said, Hey, let's have something where I fuck things up and, and, and we get mad at each other. And that, and they all had a, a variation of the same story because they can, they all write their own creative. And that's why they all look so clunky in there. Cause, cause nothing, there was no plan. They all said, we're professionals. We'll work it out. It'll look good. It, it's bizarre land. Like straight up, Jeff, it, it's really bizarre land, but, and that's so, the so thing, man. So your show that you thought was really great at this point, what do you say now look i I'll, I'll stick to it i thought it was a good show right and i'm just talking about just by entertaining me right aspect fair enough but when you watch it and really watch it right i agree 100 with everything you said but just keep you want to watch next week now after thinking about it i'm not i'm not anticipating it or anything like most of the times i'm like oh it's thursday right i mean for me because it's on wednesdays right. for you but it's thursday right. for me Last week, I kid you not, I legitly didn't realize it was Thursday and I totally missed Dynamite. So that should tell you something, right? But well, I, was, what it is, I was looking forward to whatever Tony Khan's huge announcement was, or because I'm a cynic, whatever it wouldn't be. And the cynic, see, this is why I keep being a cynic, because I was paid off. There was no huge announcement. He made no huge announcement. All week he's talking about huge announcement. And he and he made he made a point saying, it's not a free agency. This is a business. This is a business thing. And I'm gonna make a huge announcement. Nothing. And and there's no outrage. No Sean Ross Sapp, no Ryan Satin, no Bixon Span, no, no Meltzer, no Alvarez, no nobody out there, no JD from New York, no Jason, no, no Don Tony. No, no one is no one is saying, where was the big announcement? We've got a lot of shields, Jeff, amongst the community of podcasters. But they're not all shields. I mean, but I, well, I, mean, I don't know. They're brainwashed. I mean, I did a lot of nitpicking here, but this is a pretty major. I mean, and Tony Khan's done this before. He, yeah, like, he like, you're right. He, he says small things are big or or says things and nothing happens. I mean, don't say a huge announcement. Tweet it like four times, four out of six days, and then nothing. Well, Put it this way, I so don't give a shit about the announcement. I really don't because I just don't give a shit. Like I know, I just already expect, 
I'm not going to get my hopes up for whatever it is. I truly think people were like, it's a UK tour. They, they, no, they, it's not they, that. they have a new TV deal. Oh, they're going to do a super show with New that. Japan. Yeah, Japan maybe that. Don't be surprised uh, if it's a super show. Like something like maybe the G1 this year will be with all the promotions. Well, it won't be with Impact because Impact is never going to deal with them again, or at least not in the foreseeable future. It won't be with Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor can't even figure out how to book its Supercard of Honor show, which is its big reboot, in, which is now in, what, nine days, I think I think yep. it is. They have one match, and then their great imagination, it is what was supposed to be the main event for Final Battle. So what a great reimagination that is. And the Briscoes facing somebody. And speaking of the Briscoes, well, do we get FTR there, like in Ring of Honor against the Briscoes? Who knows? I, I have I have no idea what their budget. For all I know, that their budget is to book you and I against the Briscoes. <laughs> I, I I have no. I don't know if they're going to just put on super shows, and but they're saying they're going to try to do new TV. So no, I don't think it's going to be FTR. I think it's going to be something like La Revolution or La Revolution. <laughs> you know, so, some of these some of these teams from like you know, from NWA or, or championship wrestling of Memphis or, you know, or, you know, uh, I, I don't know who primal fear who showed up on ring of honor a few times. Like I, I, I you know, cause if they're, if they're contracting for less money, I, I think it'll be lesser talent, but I mean, you may see like teams like Danny Birch and, and, and only Lorcan, whatever their new names are. You know they've got nothing to do. Cass and Enzo have nothing to do. Yeah, um, which, which is sucks because I actually like Cass and Enzo, and I'd love to see him in AEW. Say the OGK will obviously work anywhere, so I mean they'll probably still be involved in it. So I, I mean, I don't know what to expect. I, I can't book something that you know we have no idea. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the thing doesn't get called off because they, they don't have a card. Interesting. Well, we'll wait and see what happens there. And that's the thing, Jeff. You saying that just made me think professional wrestling as a whole right now has got Alzheimer's or something, man. Every promotion right now, even New Japan. I, I, I mean, seriously, everyone's booking like shit right now, dude. Like, it's weird. It's just weird. As a collective, everyone just is running around with, with their heads chopped off, man. It's just, I, I don't get it. It is what it is, but like I said, man, if I just watch it without criticizing everything, I can entertain. I can be entertained, and that's how I okay. felt about Dynamite. I'm sorry, Supercard of Honor is April first, so it's it? it's. Wrestle oh, WrestleMania is in March this year, isn't it? You no, know, WrestleMania is is like April fourth and fifth, and it's in Garland, Texas, so it's not going to be too far from Wrestle. I mean, obviously, it's a remote, so it's 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 five weeks away, um, and they they still only have one match announced so i mean you know yeah, they have more time than nine days but that i mean that's not great i mean that that, that shouldn't instill confidence that there's a big reimagination and the, the and that they have big plans and a big organization set up um the funny thing is that at final battle they had you know, they mentioned Grisham's promotion terminus. They mentioned, you know, the control your narrative people were there, not cross, but Braun, I mean, Adam share was there, EC three, whatever. And, and uh, Wesley Blake and some other guy that nobody recognized. I thought it was Shane Thorne, but it turns out it wasn't, um, uh, you know, but they haven't mentioned anything about it. And, and I can't see 
control your narrative people being on the on the super card of honor because they're trying to build their own thing now it's going to fail but they don't think it's going to fail it's going to fail miserably i mean anyone who signs austin aries is 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 <laughs> get bad press i mean you know i mean that's one i mean nwa is austin aries and tyrus i mean who's, who's, i mean you're turning off 30 percent to 70 percent of the audience right there I agree, one hundred percent, man. But what do we do? How do we fix all this, Jeff? We could fix it. Don't worry. We. But we that's could the thing. First, here's the first thing: we 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 have to, we'd have a roster bigger than WWE's but smaller than AEW's. <laughs> right. Secondly, wrestlers off social media, or if you're on social media, it's K-Fake. like WWE. You're not interacting. You're just posting pictures, right. in character. The end. None, none of this AEW shit where they're babies and they cry or they try to be funny and they're not funny and they try to be characters sometimes. They try to be none of it. Just just off of social media. Um, you know, and try to make sense. You know, like season one of N- of the new reboot of NWA, it wasn't great stuff. It was simple, nice little wrestling stories. Everyone had a story, everyone had a feud, you know, everyone had a little bit of a character, you know, it, you know. People turned on each other too quickly. That's because they only had like eight episodes a season. But you know, so, sort of like that, but with a budget. That that you know, that, that's what I would like. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree, and I think that that pretty much covers it, dude. I mean, seriously, I mean, I think we've spoken about everything. Some madman is calling me like crazy on my on my phone right now for whatever reason. And, well, what um, madman is that? The madman across the river? I I don't know. Actually, it's a number I'm I'm not familiar with. But anyway, uh, yeah, man, I think that that pretty much sums your car up. warranty is up. Our records have shown that your car warranty is about to expire. Oh, it's expired a long time ago, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> no, but anyway. that's, that's great news because we can help you with that. Yeah. Well, well, even all the way from down under. Of course. <laughs> well, your credit anyway. card will clear. We will cover it. Oh, beautiful. I might have to do that. Yeah. Woo. In saying that, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. Well, I'm not sure about the PWC. Uh, I'm not sure about Mark Media. Uh, my wrestling show, Hammerlock Hangover, with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. Uh, this week we're having Bill Shannon on. He's going to make the case for Impact. Um, we did that because we thought this was going to be a slow week in wrestling. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, my baby, my primary show is Garden of Doom. It's uh, history, myths, legends, lore sort of all over the place it's sort of like wherever my little curious mind goes uh and its sister show is garden views which uh was really very periodic but now it's really regular so some of the the last three shows have sort of i think gone in the, the direction which will be the, the theme going forward so i had a show on the law of the sea with with the uh the director of the law of the sea institute from berkeley law school uh so about international waters and i'm going somewhere with this on international stuff because i want to get to space law um i did a show on cryptocurrency i knew nothing about cryptocurrency now i know something and the the gentleman teaches a master's levels course at the university of maryland on cryptocurrency um and i just dropped a show with an nfl agent one of the seven or eight hundred uh, registered nfl agents he's a lawyer he talked about the application process what you have to do to, to get involved in it and and if the life is uh uh, like ballers or or maybe maybe something a little bit more realistic so 
and I'm really excited about some of the shows that I booked. I've got a guy, I've got a, a military lawyer on the, the laws of conflicts, the law of war. He was actually one of the people they called out from the reserves to go down to Washington, D.C. in the aftermath of January 6th to actually advise the personnel on site as to use of force and when they could deploy their pistols and things like that. He was the guy they went to, can I do this? Yes, no, you, can, you know, whatever. Um, I've, been, I've got a guy on security clearances. Uh, I've got uh, a professor on international law. I've got a, I've got a guy from uh, on space law. He's not from NASA, but he was referred to me by NASA. Um, so we're, we're, we're working. We're, we're, we're cruising ahead. So Garden of Doom and Garden View. You subscribe to Garden of Doom, you get Garden View anyway. Beautiful. Well put, man. And, and as far as us go, the PwC, please like and subscribe at pwcnetwork.podbean.com. Wow. And also, come on, Jeff, let me do my spiel. But uh, also, if you want to follow us, follow me at PwC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. And I guess, Jeff, let's call it a wrap. That's Jeff Lippman. I'm Jimmy T. And you've been listening to the PwC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PwC Network and on the PW Hustle Networks. Peace. We call it a Yiro. We could. We could call it a, a Yiro. <laughs> Evil, my friends. Bye. but he is nowhere to be found right now. We'll find him at Revolution who tries to become the AEW champion. And look, here's here. We stick of the AEW champion. Hangman Adam Page, the AEW world champion. We know at Revolution Sunday, March 6th, he will defend that championship against Adam Cole. All oh, the champ is exploding with more aggression and violence. After Red Dragon blindsided Adam Page last week, he's getting some revenge. And the Young Bucks, well, the Young Bucks look a bit torn. Yeah, I, you, it's hard to tell the players without a program. Wait a minute, you, look who's here. Oh, wait a Adam Cole, baby! Hangman intercepts the super kick and lays out his challenger. The bright lights are shining on the AEW champion, Hangman Adam Page. Oh, what? Hangman to the outside. Look out. Well, you was thinking Buckshot, Red Dragon saw it and they saved. They saved Adam Cole from that big lariat. But if Adam Cole sees that lariat, he may have, 
he may win the championship. There's no doubt about that. Now look at this. How impressive is, is this kid been? John Silvery turns Kyle O'Reilly to the ring. Hangman out of power. Buck shot Lariat. Oh, the impact. It's like getting run over by a truck. And the, the wars and the toll on his body is hard to imagine for the champion. I still recall that Texas death match against the awesome Lance Archer. And Hangman Adam Page has had a rough first few months as AEW World Champion. And Who's now ready for story time with Adam Page, baby? in 2008 when a young, overconfident, smug little prick named Adam Cole entered the world of professional wrestling and he became a world champion everywhere he went. But uh, as he could see the writing on the wall and feel his world crumble around him, he clambered back to his old friends and decided to come for the most precious prize in professional wrestling, the AEW World Championship. And he kept his eyes on that prize as he walked towards it step after step, never realizing that he was drawing closer and closer to a six-foot hole in the ground. Oh, come on. Come on. Who are you kidding? And at Revolution, when he climbed into the ring thinking he would leave once again as AEW World Champion, he took one step too close to that grave. And the better Adam laid him down in it. And the world listened to the sound of his body hitting the dirt. It's from a freshly cocked buckshot, and that sound was boom. While the bad blood flows like a river here. Cannot wait for Revolution Hangman versus Adam Cole. He tossed the knuckles to, to the bunny, but Mark Sterling slid in, slid in the TV, TBS Championship title belt. Uh-oh. The Bunny with the knuckle. Oh, she blocked the knucks to Jade Cargill. Right in the face of the title belt. Jade Cargill blocked the punch from the Bunny, and she just ejected, Aubrey Edwards just ejected Matt Hardy from the match. Hardy got to be humiliated and embarrassed by that. And smart Mark. Has been eliminated as well. We'll see you later. Oh, the bunny! Roll up, the roll up! Two. Oh! The thrust kick by the bunny. The bunny has a chance for a huge upset here. Jade Cargill about to go down the rabbit hole. No, Jade! Transitions over. Oh. Jaded! Face first with Jaded. 
another impressive outing for the undefeated AEW Women's Champion. The winner of this match, X-Till TBS Champion, Jade Cargill. Well, Jade Cargill scoring yet another victory here in All Elite Wrestling. She remains perfect and most importantly remains the TBS Champion. What an impressive athlete. And no, I'm not Shivani, Jay Cargill. And yes, you can mark it on the board, Jay. Cut the shit, Tony. <laughs> oh. I am 28 and zero. Soon to be 30 and zero. Soon to be 50 and zero. So the question is, who's next? Better yet, Who's left? Uh, I am opening. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Ask and you shall receive, Jade Cargill. Is Ty Conte next? TBS champion. Oh. Oh, look at. They're squaring off, and now the bunny. The bunny has so much history with Ty Conti, but Ty, now the Ty KO. But, but Jade, the pump kick. Man, what a powerful pump kick that can be a difference maker in any contest. Green hair, it equals money. Jade Cargill just devastated. Ty Conti with that pump kick, and Anna Jay with the chair in hand, and Jade Cargill headed to high ground. Brody King, this is the first time that big man's been slowed down. This match, and Tuck avoids German suplex. I think we, there was a tag I, there. I agree, I think so. I think Malachi made the tag, and I don't think anybody's aware of it. Double super kicks by the Death Triangle contingent. And now they could be looking for the Fear Factor foot stomps. But I think they got the wrong man, Excalibur. They don't realize it yet. Malachi. Oh, he, was, he went for the miss, but Penta. Penta covers his mouth. What a smart move by Penta. Penta rolls up Malachi. Two, three, and he scores the win. I think maybe Malachi swallowed some of his miss. Oh, but look at Brody King continuing the assault even after the bell. Yeah, you're right, JR, because Malachi's choking. He is choking and, and just churning circles in the ring. Man, look at the contortion. The pack. Slam right on his partner, Penta. Oh, he's, he's stepping on the throat now on the face of Penta Oscuro. Referee's got to step in between the combatants and get control. And Malachi Black swallowing that mist. Brody King just punishing Penta even after the victory, even after the bell. Yeah, this is senseless right here. 
You gotta get some more refs out here or something. It just can't be let go and ignored. The violence in the ring. The match is over. And Malachi has got, look, he's got the shovel that Penta brought to the ring. And he's got to get that taste out of his mouth. Yeah, trying to wash the mist out of his mouth and now with the shovel in hand. Well, listen, he brought the mist to the ring. Something like that was bound to happen sooner or later. But Penta brought the shovel to the ring and now Malachi Black. What well, they're gonna do, bury him? I'm, that's the first thing I thought of, JR. Malachi with the shovel, Brody King. Oh, no, no. I can't do this. And the, again. What the? Lights on, lights off. I, lights I, on, I, lights I, off. What I, the hell's I, going I, on? I don't know what's... Oh! Buddy Matthews! What the hell's Buddy Matthews doing here? Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black looks like he's seen a ghost! Man, this kid is awesome. He signed with AEW. It's a hell of a get. He and Malachi Black Dan's very well aware of who this young man yes, is. Yes, they are. They're very talented. Look at the size of Buddy Matthews. And he and Malachi have so much history between one another. And a ghost from Malachi's past has come to haunt him here in all elite wrestling. No! Oh! An explosion. I spoke too soon. He's... What an athlete this kid is. Is Buddy Matthews part of the House of Black? Well, that's what you got to assume. And a big smile on the face of Malachi. Oh! The security detail just getting wiped out by Brody King. You guys are a little late to the party, but thanks are coming. And Buddy Matthews continuing the assault on Penta. Penta at the mercy. What the hell is the... going on? Can anybody explain this? Look at the intensity on the face of both these men. They're here and they both mean business. Brody King's not done on the outside. What the hell are they going for now? The House of Black has just laid waste to Pac and Penta Oscuro. There's, Penta can take absolutely no more here. No more. Fans are locking some buddy. We need another wave of security. We need something. Wrestler something. Oh. Malachi Black with the chair set up. He's look at this. Interesting management strategy. If that's what it is. And, and, and Buddy Matthews not sure he wants to do this or not. Seemingly, he just oh. he's thinking about it. Oh, they're trying to, oh! they're trying to crush his face. Penta driven face first into the chair. No remorse, no second thoughts, just evil intentions. And the House of Black just got stronger. Damn right it has. What a power. Oh, what the? What?
powerful triumvirate we just witnessed form before our eyes. Lights out, lights on. The damage still done. Pack and Penta left laying by the House of Black. This should be an outstanding tag team matchup as Pax uh, bringing out his partner. something that he thought he left behind, something that is often frequently violent, destructive, has been awoken by Malachi Black. Yeah, this was a creation in many ways of Malachi Black, what he has done. And certainly you can see not only that, what Penta has become, Penta Oscuro, but also the Bastard Pack. Got two-thirds of Death Triangle. With the Kings of the Black Throne firmly in their sight. I don't know what, what to expect here, but the chemistry, the teamwork, simply because uh, Pack has been in and out, he's been injured. He had the mist in the eyes, which we documented. He's lucky to have sight. Brody King and Pac face to face. Brody King's a big bastard, Tony. Yes, he is. Kyle O'Reilly, though, picking his shots as soon as Silver turned around. God, Kyle O'Reilly is an assault machine. Look at this. Great martial art background and skills that he has possessed. He uses very well. And everybody's feeling it right now. The deep water they are hey, in. Look at these two no. No love lost between these two. Yeah, remember that classic parking lot fight? Absolutely. It was one of the great matches ever that we had here on Dynamite. The fans know it. They realize it. They want him to continue. And they're picking up right where they left off from the parking lot in Daly's place. To two tough for guys, I can tell you. Two very tough individuals representing their teams by themselves. Solo now. Half and half suplex, plant Santana on the back of his head. Trent Beretta coming in. Discus Lariat by Santana, though. Our 10-man tag team battle royal is narrowing its field. Oh, the high pump kick sends Trent Beretta once again over the top rope, but Trent hangs on. Uh -oh. And full of hair, front face lock, suplex position on the apron. Both men are in danger of being eliminated right here, right now. They are walking a tight rope here on the ring apron. 
Oh! Trent Beretta upside down the vertical suplex. I think Beretta caught the knee there. Got his knee in the, on the temple. Oh, man. Both men thinking the same thing, and look at this! Matt Jackson and Kyle O'Reilly working together to eliminate Santana and Beretta. John Silver, Max Harwood left. These are four very strong personalities, four outstanding tag team wrestlers, and they know what's at stake here. The chance for a big payday at Revolution and a chance to win the tag team titles. Dax Harwood and Kyle O'Reilly pairing off, as are John Silver and Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson breaks the eyes. It's all legal in the Battle Royale. Knees. A little toxic. Harwood laying the leather. You can hear it. Those big kicks by Kyle O'Reilly breaking down Dax Harwood, but both men know what's at stake. A shot to move on to Revolution and challenge Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And what an event that's going to be, Excalibur. That's an all-star event. It's like an all-star game. Sunday, March 6th, live on pay-per-view. AEW World Tag Team Championship, AEW World Championship match, Hangman Page versus Adam Cole. But look at this, Kyle O'Reilly bringing Harwood out to the apron. Can he get him? Look at the leverage on the neck. Harwood grabbing on, but Kyle O'Reilly. Remember, you can't get disqualified, so the action in the ropes is irrelevant. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly was looking for the cross arm breaker with Dax Harwood in the ropes. And if he had secured it, there's nothing anybody could have done about it as far as the count is concerned. These are dangerous matches. And when he factor out the rule structure, they're, they're very, very dangerous. Man, listen to these shots. Hard right hands, Excalibur. Just Harwood's a great striker. He certainly is. And he is battering Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, Kyle fires back with that teep. I think that might have caught Harwood in the throat. Yeah, in the heart. Somewhere in that neck of the woods. Oh. And these shots. They're not pretty. They're just effective as hell. And Dax Harwood using the flat of his boot. And oh, Bobby Fish. Oh, Fish was eliminated. Man, that was that's a bad break for FTR. Dax Harwood spent too much time on the ring apron, and Bobby Fish made him pay. And now we know it will be either Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, the Young Bucks, or Dark Order moving on to Revolution. And still to come tonight, the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King will take on Penta and Pac. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jarek will have their face-to-face -face confrontation. Oh! The face of the Revolution. Qualifying match, absolute Ricky Starks, number 10 of the Dark Order, the TBS Championship match, Jade Cargill in the Bunny, and our main event, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, goes one-on-one -on -one with Daniel Garcia. So in other words, folks, we've got a hell of a night for you, all live, right here on TBS. Drop to a hold by John Silver, pump kick to the back of the head. Silver's impressive here tonight. That's Silver with Matt Jackson up on the shoulders. Sends Matt Ferrat, the spin doctor. Kyle O'Reilly. He's brought up on the shoulder. Super kick by Matt Jackson. Johnny Hungy's head was exposed, and he almost got it kicked off by Matt Jackson. Oh, look at that. Almost like a super kick party. 
Chasing the dragon combination. Who is going to go on to Revolution? O'Reilly's left shoulder apparently is, is damaged. He had to let go of his possession. Oh, look at Kyle! And look at this! Gary O'Reilly's and Kyle O'Reilly! Kyle O'Reilly just eliminated Matt Jackson to punch Red Dragon's ticket to Revolution! Boy, this is going to be a tough team to handle. They got a week to survive, to strategize. And now those guys are acting like we had a deal. Excalibur, do you think they had a deal? I, I mean, if they did, it was wafer thin. And things seem to have broken down once again between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. What a freaking match. Danielson took a moment to collect himself. He kept on the attack and, oh! Palm across the jaw of Garcia. Rolling elbow strike. Garcia. Oh, returns fire. Picks the ankle dragon. Screw no Danielson. Oh, he squatted down. He went low. Oh, and the, now the father puts Stomping right in the face of Daniel Garcia. You want to see violence and aggression? You've got some right here. And the triangle sleeper is in, and Garcia goes out. Man, Brian man. Danielson said he was going to bring it, Tony. Wow, he damn sure brought it tonight. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Yeah, and I tell you, Garcia did. I'm telling you again, next week in Jacksonville, as we head towards Revolution, it's going to be quite a night at Daly's Place. Quite a night back home. I know it's your home, JR. I'm looking forward to it. Short trip. Garcia, that was exactly what I wanted to see. Was Garcia violent enough? Oh, look at this, 2.0. Jeff Parker and Matt Lee. Well, you know what? He talked about them during the interview that they did not train him well enough, and they took it to heart. There's some mugging here in the ring. Oh, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. The roof's coming off the building. They're looking everywhere. They can't find him. That 2.0, they know all too well that Moxley can come from just about anywhere. The blue-eyed Bambler's coming to get him some here tonight in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And Moxley charging into the fray. The Moxley fighting for his life. Sends Matt Lee over the top. And Jeff Parker once again getting a flashback in the Taxi Battle Royale. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, whoa, Garcia was going to, he was going to smash Moxley with that chair. Oh, but instead, Garcia's going to get a paradise shift for his Big drop. time, big league. Case closed. Send the late great Ernie Lamb. Case closed. This one is over. Is he giving him his answer here? Is this his answer he was asking for? Oh, I don't know what to expect anymore. Unbelievable pro wrestling television broadcast here tonight. Listen to this crowd. Listen to the reception for John Moxley.
So, in order for us to fight together, we need to bleed together. I don't need this to make anybody bleed. You want a match at Revolution? You got it! What? Bring it! Let's see it! But don't be surprised if you're the only person bleeding. I highly doubt that. What a pay-per-view it's going to be, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday, March 6th. Friday night's going to be a big night Excalibur oh on gosh. Rampage. That's right. Sammy Guevara defends the TNT Championship against Andrade El Idolo. Ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday night back in Jacksonville, Daly's Place. Hope you'll be with us for Excalibur. Tony Chavani. I'm Jim Ross saying thanks for being with us. And so long, everybody.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. W Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.